What's good, everybody, and welcome to an episode of the Amatella Katia's podcast here on this Thursday, September the 8th, the first day of the 2022 NFL season. Lots to do, lots to talk about here on uh, today's show. We got a, a special guest joining us. We hadn't, we have not had him on in a long time, and that is my good buddy Jackson Smith. He, the uh, DC sports fan aficionado, uh, student down at uh, Towson University. He will join us a little bit later on in the program to discuss uh, everything involving DC sports, specifically as Washington Commanders heading into the 2022 season. Preview the NFL season. Talk Bills Rams. Get a get a, his Super Bowl pick from him as we have some laughs with our uh, good buddy. But where we will begin, and it's been a you know, busy last few weeks, you're surely trying to you know, trying to uh, fit, fit these shows in around, around uh, my busy schedule and with the NFL season coming up and baseball. It's just been a whole hell of a lot. But I did tell you guys that the, that the moment that, that Serena Williams was going to get either knocked out or advance to the final, I would be sure to carve up time in the show for me to talk about it, and I will, uh, and I shall do, and I shall do that uh, here here at the uh, top. And I also get into Lamar Jackson. My thoughts on the, the, something else I've been meaning to talk about too. Jamar, uh, Lamar Jackson with his contract and the and the deadline he put on the Ravens, and where I think he'll end up and. You know, in in my essentially my opinion on the Lamar Jackson contract, I don't call it a dispute, but an issue that uh, is laying in the weeds as the Ravens are uh, about a few days away from uh, going up to Jersey and taking on. Uh, it looks like it will be Joe Flacco. Yes, Joe Flacco. News broke on on uh, Wednesday afternoon that it will be Joe Flacco, the man at the controls QB one. No uh, Zach Wilson. As it's the Joe Flacco revenge game week one against uh, against Ravens and Jets nine eleven up at uh, MetLife Stadium in Jersey. But I'll get to that a little bit later on in the show as well. Um, with Serena Williams loss, uh, I, I understand we're about a week late on this, but Serena Williams lost in three sets, uh, six, seven, five, six, seven, five, uh, seven, five, won the tie break second set and then lost to Tom Janovich, uh, six, one in the third, uh, in the third set. Um, here is my, and again, I am not the one that now, granted in the second set, I mean, it was, a, it was Serena. If you saw that second set, which I did up against the uh, Orioles and, uh, Orioles and A's on a fr- how about that Orioles and A's on Friday with Serena side by side. I mean, talk about a, a talk about a weird f- last Friday before the end before the NFL season starts. It's Serena. You're watching the U S open tennis and you're watching the Orioles who are playing for a playoff spot. But uh, going up against the god awful Oakland A's, I mean that is, that 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 is that is something that is um that's that's uh, talk about that for a sports night on a for a sports night on um on uh on Friday. But if you saw the second set, I mean it was just back. It was to me as someone who is a semi semi casual tennis fan. You had to appre- you had to appreciate uh you had to appreciate the greatness of Serena Williams. I mean, if if you were if you were to if you were to 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 pinpoint 
you know, a, a a moment of. Now I understand you could go you could go many Serena Serena championships. You can go many uh, championship tennis matches and bigger matches that she's played in in the past throughout her prime. But if you could if you could pick a a moment or a tennis match or a set throughout the last. Three four years, not counting twenty seventeen Australian Open when she won the last. Looks like it will be her last ever major that she won. Uh, last ever major that she won of her career five about eh, no not about five years ago when she won when she was pregnant with um with uh forget the name of her child. I know Alexis is her husband's name. I forget the name of her of her daughter, but anyway, when she was pregnant with her, when she was pregnant with her daughter, that second set, where she just could not and did not want to lose, she didn't. She was like, "Listen, this is it, okay? This it, put up a shut up time. Want to go home? I am going to fight tooth and nail, and I'm going to make sure that I ain't gonna go that I ain't gonna go down without a fight. And that, ladies and gentlemen, what you saw last Friday was the essence of what Serena Williams has been all about as a tennis pro, dating back from the mid late '90s up to now. That she has been always. And that's why she is in that she is in that conversation of the of the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryant's, the Tom Brady's, the uh, the Tiger Woods. She is in she is in that argument. The Derek Jeters of the world to a certain degree. That's why she is in that argument, and she is in that conversation as within American sports. As the game's immortals. She is. That's why she's in that conversation. In that conversation. As that ath- as that professional athlete. That will fight tooth and nail. Will scratch. Will claw. Will raise hell. Will move heaven and earth. Come hell to high water. Rain. Sleep. Snow. Shine. It doesn't matter where we're playing. What the conditions are. Doesn't matter. They will tear their arm off and will give it everything they have to beat you. Tiger, Serena, Jordan, Kobe, Brady. Those are the five. Those are the five. They will they will move heaven and earth. To beat you. And to kick your ass while doing it. And what I saw from Serena last Friday night. When she was looking at. Losing his straight sets. About. At the minimum about a dozen times. I mean it's a, every single time you turn around. It was like it was match point match point. And Serena kept on fighting back. Kept on fighting back with the volley. The backhand. Getting the serve, forcing the double faults. I mean, it was, she her performance in that second set was absolutely sensational. To the point where you sit, where you sit back, where you're sitting back watching it. You know, yet you, you in in sports there are there there are a few there are a few times in sports where you sit back and you're watching, especially a tense game, whether it's a tense baseball game, basketball, whatever. You sit back and you watch it, 
and you sit and you and and eventually it gets to a point where you sit back and you chuckle and you shake your head and you go, "This is unbelievable." You know, when the the I think the last time Serena came back and tied them and and tied the match at Deuce, I I remember, I remember sit standing there saying to myself, shake my head, going, "This is unbelievable." Like you you like you see why, you see why, and you know why. Serena Williams, I can't debate greatest of all time because I because I am not a tennis aficionado. I'm not a, I I don't watch and I can't assess tennis the way I can the other the other you know the team sports that we talk about on a on a day in day out basis. I can't do that. But you see why Serena Williams is in that conversation as one of the best athletes, as one of the best pro athletes in the last 25, 30 years. You see why she's up there with, with those other four models that I gave you. Tiger 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 Woods, uh Tiger Tiger Woods, Colby, uh, Colby, Jordan, um and uh and and Tom Brady. And and you see why she's the greatest women's tennis player and tennis player. Period. One the best of my generation. My my generation. Maybe all time. I can't say. My generation. You see. You see why. Because she will move heaven and earth, and put chips in the middle of a table. Well, even when her back's up against the wall, she's sweating bullets, and she feels like. She and she's running on fumes. She'll give it everything she has to make sure that she beats that she that, that she beats you. And in the case on and in the case on um on uh, on Friday on Friday night to make sure that you weren't going to beat her without a fight. That that she wasn't going to go down scratch scratching clawing and fighting and giving everything she had. And that as a sports fan, you know, and I've been. And I've been a sports fan for as for as long as I can remember. As a sports fan, how can you not appreciate that? The what you want from all of your professional athletes, men, women, doesn't matter sport, you want them giving it everything they have. You want them to to the, you want them to fight get off the deck when they when they get dealt a bad hand you know think about it you know what serena's match on friday kind of reminded me of the rams bucks playoff game what happened brady get knocked on his ass Got jabbed in the face, Dominican Sue screaming and cussing at the referees. They get down heading into the half. They come back in the second half, scratch and claw, take advantage of their opposition's mistakes. Next thing you know, you blink and the game is tied. Serena, punt, you know, Serena loses the first set. What happens? She comes back, finds a way. And a tie break takes advantage of uh, of her opposite of her opposition's mistakes, the faults, letting her beat letting her beat herself, using that 
using that, knowing that, albeit they may, they may not be physically where they were, you know, 10, 15 years ago, but knowing that it's mental and that if you, then if you can beat them and outsmart them up, up, upstairs, that eventually the, the, phys, the physicality part will play itself out. And what, and what does she do? What does she do? Forces the third set, and then Tom Yanovis gets you know gets her head out of her ass, and ends up and wins up winning the wins up winning the third set six one. But she fought tooth and frickin' nail, and that, and in my estimation, is the essence of what Serena Williams has been throughout her entire career. No matter what hand she gets dealt. No matter what you throw at her, no matter what you say, no matter how well her opponent's playing, how young, how how fast they, how young, how fast they are, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's my best versus your best. And if I gotta be here three hours or four hours or five hours to beat you in New York, Paris, Melbourne, uh, London. You name it. Doesn't matter. They'll tear a limb off to beat the hell out of you. And if in the situation with Serena's case, like Brady in, in, in what we thought was his last game back in January, even if they lose, they're gonna they're gonna let their opponent know that they had that they that they had the work to beat them and that they weren't gonna go down easy. But um, you know, she played. Hello, she was. She was. I think that she, she was loose as she could be on Monday. Monday, uh, Monday, they, she could have went up against. Uh, you know, she she could have she could have went up against. Um, you know, she could have went up against Djokovic last Monday. Not this past Monday, but the Monday pro- she could have went up against Djokovic. There was no way in hell she was losing on on Monday night. No way in hell. Six three six three. Good good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. I mean, it's not a chance she was going to win, or not 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 a chance she was going to lose on Monday. In her zone, crowd was in her favor. Had a great crowd. Celebrities. Popping up all, uh, popping up all over the place, uh, which 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 to me drives me crazy. You know they go ESPN starts panning the starts panning the uh, the crowd there, in Queens, and all of a sudden I see the celebrities and uh, Rebel Wilson pops up on the screen, and I'm reminded of the nine million celebrities that uh, that flocked. Uh, that flocked to SoFi Stadium, which was which is a joke and absolute disgrace. You know, I here and it's and, and it's the same thing I said about Super Bowl. I say it again. You know, the idea for these big time sporting events. You know, they are they are supposed to they are supposed to be the sports fans supposed to attend them. You know, I have no, I don't have an issue in general with celebrities attending sporting events, championship level sporting events. The the problem that I have is when a they oversaturate 
the it, it, when is a they oversaturate the, uh, the, the, the 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 um the fan attendance like where it becomes where it comes you're playing in front of celebrities instead of tennis fans the Super Bowl you're playing in front of celebrities more than you're pl- playing in front of diehard football fans you know the and 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 I also have an issue with celebrities with Subo and in this case U.S. Open that flock there to be seen because they because they are taking advantage and realizing that it, that it's more that it's more uh, sorry that that it's that's more of an event than it is a sporting event. That's what I, you know it's because it's the Super Bowl. Because it's being broadcast on NBC in front of the entire country, more than more or less than it is a, a you know the, the 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 finale of the NFL season that's going to decide the, that's going to decide a champion, that so happens to be the championship of of the country's most popular sport. You know it the the, the diehard tennis fan, there's got to be at those events. I understand ticket prices, Danny, but that that's that's what that's what would bother me. Bothers me with football, and, and it and it bothers me, and it bothers me um, with with the U.S. Open and tennis, especially because that, because that's the only major uh, event that the United States has is a U.S. Open that's that's on you know that's on that's on um, on American uh, um, time zone. Can't stand it, but the place was packed. No way in hell she was going to lose on uh, on last Monday, and then on and then on uh, and then on uh, uh, Wednesday, she, and then on Wednesday, you know, she got a little nervous. You know, met, made, you know, she there was moments where she you know started beating herself and everything else, but. Was able to pull out of it on Wednesday, but from what you know, uh, when she lo- when she lost uh, the second set six two, you thought, and after the first set ended in a tiebreak on Wednesday, you thought, oh boy, uh, is it gonna is it gonna end right here? But then she bounced back and beats uh, and beats the second best player in the world six two in the third set. And it's like oh, okay, now we're reminded that Ser- that Serena Williams is one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Um, but you know, I mean, I could read, you know, I, you could look it up yourself, but Hey, ranked number one in the world, 319 weeks and, and, and 186 of them were consecutive, um, finish, uh, she's won 23 grand slam singles titles, the most, most by any player in the open era, second all time behind Margaret Quartz, 24, uh, she's won the Australian Open one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. She won it 2003, 2005, seven, back to back nine and 10, 15 and 17, won the French Open only three times. 2002, 20 years ago, 13 and 15. Wimbledon and the U.S. O- Wimbledon U.S. Open Australian Open. She was fantastic. Not as good on clay as she as she was on grass and on and on the hard courts with Australian and the U.S. on the on the front and the back end of the uh, of the uh, Grand Slam uh, calendar. One of one Wimbledon 2002, 2002, 2003 back to back, nine and ten back to back. 12 and then 15 16 back to back and then the open one in 99 2002 20 2008 12 13 and then repeat and then three excuse me three peated 12 13 and 14 in new york 
and uh, and won and won a gold medal in two thousand and twelve, which was also played uh, at Wimbledon, um, and a career record. Let me see if I can find it. And a career record, um, see if I can get this for the singles. Career singles record, 858-154. That's a 84, that's a, uh, point, that's a point, that's an 848 winning percentage. Um, and, uh, and, um, let me see if I can give you another one here. Another one, another one, another one. And yeah, one gold medals, London doubles. London won gold medal singles doubles 2012 in London and doubles in doubles in 2000 in Sydney and 08 uh, in Beijing. Um, so had just a hell of a hell of a career, um, and has and if that and if she's 94 million dollars she's won throughout her career, from 19. She went on the tour from 1990, she was on the tour pro from 1995, from 1995 when she's and 19 from night from 19 when she started in 95 96 my father was uh was starting his senior year in high school and when she retires my father has a son his oldest mind you who uh, who who by the end of this semester will be a sophomore, no, a, uh, a sophomore about to be a junior in college. Think about that for a minute. And oh, by the way, she was doing, she was performing last week, 40 years of age. 40. Not 30. 40. With having birthed a kid with a C-section. I mean, it, it, it does not get, it does not get, one of the greatest professional athletes of all time. And the impact that she has had with, and and I'll speak from this because I live it, I experience it. I'm not a woman, but I am a part, you know, with me and Serena, obviously, both black people. And to see her, especially with Serena Moore, because of the fact that Tiger, you know, and we discussed this when we went over the Tiger documentary, how Tiger... It recognizes the fact that he's black, but he doesn't fully embrace it. You know, he's like, well, I'm Asian, I'm white, I'm this and that. The, the color cablation thing that he said with Serena, it's with Serena, it's a little bit of a, well, with Serena, it's a little bit of a different sort of thing because, A, you know, I mean, Serena is 
as black, not as black as they come as far as, but you know what I mean. She she's not like mixed with all this other sort of stuff. She's pure, hundred percent black, born in Saginaw, Michigan, and was and was raised in and was uh, raised in Compton, and then later West Palm Beach when she when she attended at Tennis Academy. And to see, and her sister too, but more Serena because she ended up being the more successful one and the one that kind of, and the one that became a bigger icon because she was the more successful one and also, and you know, you can sit here and say, Jai, really? Well, when it comes to women athletics, this this matters, Um, you know, for, for better or for worse. Because of the fact that she was, that she's, is a better player than Venus is obviously more accomplished, more decorated and more of a star and of a celebrity because of the fact that she, I mean, let's face it. Serena Williams is, is, a, is, was, and still is a very attractive woman. So when you're, so especially in women's sports, more so than the men, more so than the men, because of the because of the dynamic that exists with the quality and the fact that by default there are more male sports fans than there are than there are women's fans. It may be it's sixty. It's I would say it's probably sixty forty compared to what it was when Serena broke in in the nineties. So obviously the you you at least especially in my generation you are more liable and more liable to see more. Uh, women's sports fans now than you did 20, 25 years ago. But but what draws, and if you hadn't liked tennis before or followed tennis before, if you're me discovering and knowing who Serena was, or if you're old enough to remember before she came in, her being black, her being good, and the third thing, the her becoming a celebrity because of the fact because of the fact that she was this black woman from Compton dominating a white a a, a white elitist sport and then also being attractive on the other end of it, where, you know, she's in page six, you know, going out with dates with, with different people, so on and so forth. That pl- that plays into the part of building up the the global icon that she's become. So it, so it plays a part in it, you know. I don't think, I, you know, I don't think that you would catch a whole hell of a lot of black men, especially just speaking because I am one. I don't think you'd catch a whole hell of a lot of them playing tennis if it wasn't for Serena. Because we saw her, we because we saw a sport dominated at the time before her rise to dominance, dominated by affluent white people, women and men, affluent white people, and we saw at the time, a teenager and a growing into a, a grown woman. I, of course, don't know Serena. I wasn't old enough to see Serena as, you know, as that 16, 17, 
18, 19, 20 year old. I've always seen her as seen her as a grown woman, obviously being 20. She she'll be 41. I'm 20. So this is like 19 year age gap. And by the time I started paying attention to women, she was or excuse me, started paying attention to tennis. Then that's a good drop right there. Um, you know, I, she was about a few years older than I was. So I, so I, you know, don't look at it, but you would be hard pressed to find a, a lot of black male sports fans pay attention to tennis without her. And because of the fact she went in there and dominated, I mean, and I remember my grandmother telling me stories as a little kid. And this is around the same time she's telling me about Cal. In case you guys don't know, one of the main, main and major reasons why I'm I, I'm I am such a sports fanatic that I am is because is because my maternal grandmother. I mean, if it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for her, I'm probably not sitting behind the microphone doing this. So she she stems a lot of the of 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 of, of the sports obsession within me. And it's the same time you know she's you know she's. Get tell me stuff about the Orioles and Cal Ripken, Eddieburn. So and this is and it's the same. And this is and you have to understand this is mid late two thousands. This is at the this is the height of Serena and Tiger, for that matter, both of their popularity and dominance within their respective sports. Tiger, it's a little bit towards the downfall but Ser- but with Serena there was no downfall this is this is the height of her prime and she's telling me you know Serena and she's telling me stories she had collected all of these magazines and this is like back in like the late early 90s 2000 2001 2 3 4 5 I'm looking at all these magazines with her and her sister on it and and at that and at that time that's where they had the boy the beads in it and my grandmother tell 88 year old grandmother Telling me she won eighty eight at the time she's eighty eight now, but uh, telling me all the stories and the and and the vitriol and the vitriol she had to go through and the, and and the story of her not going to Indian Wells for years and 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 her getting forget, I wish I knew the name of the tennis player off the top of my head, but and the tennis player that treated her funky, um and and, the, and how there was a rift between her and and you tennis diehards know who I'm talking about. And that, and how she wouldn't go to Indian Wells for the longest time because she wasn't treated properly, and, and her being made fun of because she had the beads in her hair, and you saw a little bit of it in the, uh, in the uh, with her and Venus in the in the King Richard uh, film, and and her being made fun of with having the beads in her hair and having the beads fly all over the place because she's running back and forth all over the tennis court. I mean, it, and, and the and the store and the stories that I heard. I mean, and I'm super as a young kid. Super, I mean, this essentially, I don't want to, I don't want to put it like on that level, but her, me learning about her and knowing and seeing her impact, to me, is the equivalent of what I can imagine what people in my grandmother's generation kind of felt and were processing seeing Jackie Robinson. You know, and it wasn't like it wasn't like she broke a color barrier per se, because she didn't. And you know, and this, and she was playing, and she was playing, you know, post Jim Crow, obviously. But but hearing and hearing the stories of the vitriol 
and the hatred and the racism and the bigotry and being made fun of this, that, and the other. You know, hearing that, and it's and it's like, wow. She's going through all of that and she's winning. Like, and I can and I am remember being a young kid just being just amazed by it. And then seeing her playing on television and just play with and 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 playing with the passion and and, and the fire and brimstone and the heart I mean playing and I don't mean that and, and I mean this like with the greatest playing tennis like a like a football or basketball player you know with with, with you know with 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 pumping the with pumping the fist vigorously and yelling and shouting and 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 throwing it Y'all, 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 uh, old curmudgeon boomer white men must hate it. I don't care. Okay. And a lot of y'all hypocritically <clears throat> were, you know, love John McEnroe yet with Serena. It's, it, it's her acting out of pocket. I find that to be a little fishy too, but anyway, I digress. But slamming other rackets and, and, and getting upset and yelling and screaming and, and pumping. The I, to me that, and that's how I've always been. I like that. Let me see a little bit of, let me see some passion. Let me see some fire. Let me see some art. Let me see some grit. Let me see, you show me how much you care, how much it means to you to win and to dominate and to be the best. I want to see that from, 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 from the professional athletes that I turn on the television and watch, sit down and dedicate hours of my day to go see. I want to see that. And I saw it from Serena from an early age all the way up until now. Even when you saw when uh, on, I think it was either Monday or Wednesday, when, when Tiger Woods was in attendance. And Tiger with the backwards Stanford hat looking jacked with his, with his, with his arm tight t-shirt on, doing, you know, pumping his fist and cheering as if, as if Tiger's out there on the court. And then, and then you see Serena, you know, get a clutch point or whatever, and you, and you see her, and you either see her with the, yeah, you know, the way Tiger, the way Tiger always does, or, or just, or just, you know, the, 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 the fist, the fist pump like, uh, like, like Tiger, like Kobe, like, I, I love seeing that. I love it. I love to see it. I appreciate it. I embrace it. And to see her bring that to the sport of tennis, to a sport that if it had not been for her, I wouldn't even even know a little bit about tennis that I know now. As a semi, semi, semi casual tennis fan, if it wasn't for her. And I just see her at, at, see her as someone that that and when I say looks like me, mean it, you know what I mean by that. Seeing someone that looks like me, that shares my that 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 that's that has dark skin like I do, that has brown eyes like I do, that has the hair texture that I do. Seeing somebody black dominate in a sport like tennis and to see the way and how she did it and the way that she did it, and the way that she carried herself about it, and carried herself off the court with 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 grace and with elegance, and with that of like a queen off the tennis court. I mean, if you can't appreciate that, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. And she, and that's, you know, 
and she captured black America in the sports room in tennis for over 20 years. Because she was good. Not good. She was an all-time great and immortal. Had that Jordan Kobe-esque uh, like 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 nature of of fighting tooth and nail to, and ripping your arm off to beat you, which we love. Love Jordan, love Kobe. Serena Williams was nothing more than Jordan and Kobe as a woman on the, on the tennis court, for goodness sakes. We love that. And then also, us as black America... I, you know, the, 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 few people that we, that we have that make it to the top in, in the realm of celebrity hood that also happen to be attractive and, and good looking women, women that we would, that we, that those who have significant others would trade their significant others for. And those that are, that are teenage young adults like yours truly, you know, we sit back and think, oh, what, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice to go out with her for a day? And what and when we and when we find celebrities like that within our own community, what do we do? We pump them up. Beyonce, pump them up. Black people still get, and she looks good. Don't get me wrong. Fifty-five-year-old Halle Berry, pump them up. That's what we do. If you if you're damn good at your job, you're great, and you break barriers, and you're good looking. Just just the way our community is, we'll, we are going to worship you like a. Like a like a god, like a god, so to speak. And that's how our community was all these years with Serena. She wasn't rich. She didn't come from a rich background, rich family, born in the wealth. She going living in the projects and rough and tough, trying to make an America like everybody else. She had, she had the, another thing also with Serena too, she, with, with, with and her connection with the black people, she had that Rockyism in her. She came from the, the rough, the rough inner city streets. She didn't have any one born into wealth. Everybody told her, ah, oh, you're not this, you're not that, you're not good enough. Whether whether because of her play or because of her skin, whatever the color of her skin, whatever, ah, you're not good enough. Ah, you ain't crap. Ah, you're not this. You're not that. Oh, who are you? You got no shot. Uh, you know, a pipe dream. This thing. She has that as well. That rock. That that uh, that 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 rocky part of her story too contributed to the big star that she ended up becoming. But I yeah, and 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 look and look at the people that are coming in her steps. Sloane Stevens was a thing for for I don't know if she's still uh, competing. I couldn't say that. I'd have to look it up. But her, black woman playing tennis, Coco Goff playing tennis at at sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years of age, following in Serena's footsteps and Venus too, both of them. But right now, talking about Serena. Coco Goff, Naomi Osaka, who's who's black, right behind her, looked up to her, was her idol, growing up as a kid, in Japan. Impact, impact. Now I I guarantee you, 
you are going to see a hell have a lot of specifically black women playing tennis. I guarantee it's probably a, a boatload of some that have already played that are that are already playing and have been playing for decades now, for 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 for, for years. But I wouldn't be surprised because of the, her impact on the game that you don't see an influx of of black tennis players playing, and even the men too. With there, there isn't there isn't a couple of. Uh, of uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 year old black men that are that are inspired by by Serena. Women were inspired by Kobe Bryant. I guarantee you, it's going to be the same on the other on the other side of the coin. A whole bunch, a whole bunch of uh, American men and black men in particular, trying trying to trying to be the black trying to be the male Serena Williams in tennis. Or, or whatever the sport they excel at. An impact. One impact she had on the game. Jackson Smith is standing by. We will continue the I'm Telling TIS podcast. Welcome back to the I'm Telling TIS podcast. Joining me now, good friend of mine, good friend of the program, who we have not had on in quite some time. The, uh, the, the, I say he's our residential DC sports fan with all uh, courtesies and all respects going to uh, our pal, Brendan Dillon, bouncing around uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, uh, up at uh, whatever. I always forget the name of the school he goes to, but he listens all the time, friend of the program, shout out to him. But joining us is uh, the one and only good buddy of mine who I've known for quite some time, uh, the one and only Jackson Smith. Jackson, good to be back on the podcast, my brother. How are we doing? What up, what up? It's been a minute, bro. Shout out Dylan, bro. Like, shout out Brendan, bro. I haven't seen him in a minute either. He's talking it out just like the rest of us, bro. But, like, it's been a minute. Like, it's been since, like, 2018 since I've been out here. So, like, you're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. It's going to be a long time. It, it, it has been a long time. I don't think it's been that long since 2018. I think it's 2020 because I have no yeah. I know he oh, has you. Know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have. So, we might have done. It might, it might have because I remember we recorded, like, two episodes in 2018, I think. And then we might have done something during the pandemic too, but I'm not I, like quite. I'm not quite sure, but I, I, think I, we, I know we did something recently, but like not too recently, you know. Yeah, but, it it's yeah. it's been a while. We'll just leave it at that. right. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So give our listeners out there a little bit of an update. You know where you go to school. What you you know? Do you have a job? You playing sports? Like give the give the audience a little bit of a backstory of what Jackson Smith's life life has been over the last uh, over the last few years or so. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So um, yeah, like I said, it's been a minute since I've last been on. I'm in college now, sophomore year. Uh, you know, still still thugging out with the DC sports man. I know we probably going to be getting into it later, but a lot of stuff has happened. And, you know, I try to keep my mind off of it because it makes me sad every time someone may bring it up like, yo, Jackson, you know, you know, uh, Nationals did this or the commanders did this. Like I try I try to, to, to get my mind off of it because there's so much stuff happening right now. But, you know, life has been good, you know, taking it one step at a time. You know, sports sports is slowly coming back, you know, like as school starts coming back, you know, football, college football is coming back. Uh, but, yeah, man, life has been good. No complaints from me. But. You know, just just living it one day at a time. I hear you, man. So, where where do you uh, specifically where do you go to school now? 
Towson, Towson University. It's just outside of Baltimore, man. Or it, yeah, it's just outside of Baltimore, man. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, tell the the view. Well, don't just leave it at that. You got to tell the view. You got to tell the listeners. You know what's your major? What do you What are you going to college for? Okay, you can't just say right. okay, just leave okay. It at that. okay. So uh, I'm a I'm an information technology major, sort of like like computer science, but thinking of it as like like less less programming and more of the like the like the outer face so more, more like more of a computer but not really what makes it into a computer like maybe less less programming but it's a lot more of like like system like information systems and stuff like that so it's not it's a lot less on the coding side and more on the like the interfacial side if you, you understand what i'm saying but yeah, I yeah man that's my, my my dad work has worked in it for 20 years i i right, know a little yeah. bit uh, i know a little thing or two about it i, I right, totally yeah, understand yeah, it yeah. so let's jump right into it and it's a weird topic to start out with but uh but i'm i'm dying to hear your thoughts on this on the air so what the hell let's let it fly the wolves when the will smith chris rock slap went down at the oscars way back in march what was what what was your reaction? What did you think? What okay. what's your opinion on 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 the situation? Jada's role in it. Let's uh let's let's break the ice with with something a little bit unconventional here. Okay, what's on the slide? Okay, yeah. So so story about this, right? I was I was chilling in my room, right? I was this was during school. This was turn like the Oscars was like what toward like like April. It was. It was in the spring, right? It was it was in the spring. It was March, yeah. It, it was, was in the March, early spring. Right, March, 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 early spring. March, March, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was I was in my bed doing my homework, right? And the Oscars just happened to be on, and my roommate, and or I was like kind of off guard, but I heard something on the TV, and my roommate, roommate was like, "Yo, Jackson, Jackson, bro, did you did you just see uh, Chris Rock get slapped?" And like, "Yo, what? How did Chris Rock got slapped on live TV?" And I automatically go to Twitter, and to like my entire timeline is like, "Bro." Chris Rock just got smacked by Will Smith, and I didn't—I didn't even know what happened. Like I just—I just heard I just, he got smacked, but I didn't know exactly what he did. And so when I saw the full clip on Twitter, I saw Chris Rock was uh was um making a joke of Jada talking about um talking about GI Jane, bro, with it because it covers cover her head, bro. I was like, yo, there's no GI no Jane too. Can't wait Jane. to see it. That's what he's GI Jane too, bro. That was that was actually that was actually funny. Like when I watched when I said that was funny, and Will Smith he she didn't he didn't think it was funny. Got automatically in the stage and slapped him, bro. I was like, no way he did that on live TV. And I saw the uncut version too, because apparently, like on the ABC, on the ABC one, they like blurred out everything they said after that. He was like, mm-hmm. keep my wife's name off your effing mouth. I was like, no way he just said that. So like, it was probably one of the weirdest, craziest things I've ever seen on live TV. And I and I and and still to this day, I I can't believe it wasn't scripted. I like I I. Like I still to this day, I thought it was scripted. Like I, I thought it wasn't so. real. It wasn't. It wasn't real. Like like John. Like where were you at? Like what? Where were you at? Like when this happened, bro? I this was a Sunday night in late March. I was in the kitchen. And I just got finished cleaning up the cleaning up the kitchen in my house, and my mother comes run the way that my house is set up is that there's and there's like an additional like little one family one floor little house that's built a j uh, that's built adjacent to the main 
house that I that I that right. I that I you know that that we moved in when we moved here 15 years ago, right. and that was built for my grandmother. She no longer lives here. This and the other irrelevant, but their bedroom is downstairs across the hall. She runs from her bedroom through to the little sunroom area that's a converted little patio. Uh, she runs from over there through there over to the kitchen, opens up the door. It's like, did you see? She asked, thanks to I'm like, did you see what happened? Did you, did you, did you catch what, what was that? And she was like, and I was like, well, what, are you, what, what are you talking about? And so she turns on the TV, goes to the DVR, because she had recorded it ahead of time because she, she likes right, yeah. that sort of stuff. So she goes ahead and she watches it. And I stand back and I watch it, what happened. And I see Chris Rock on stage. He says something about Jada Pinkett. And then, it, and then it's like, he says it and he goes, uh-oh. And then I see Will Smith walk up. And then I hear, ooh, like I, like I, like, like you know, when you watch NFL <laughs> films and you right. watch NFL films mic'd up and you hear the, I hear that and I hear, ooh. And then I see Rock's head go like this. And then I see Will Smith walk back. And then I hear, and then, like you said, ABC, when it's, the you, they bleep it, but it's not like the beep. It's it's like it's like the muted bleep where it's like there's right no yeah, yeah 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 because it's like it's like it's live so you can't and like, I'm confused yeah. and I'm like is there something going on with the TV ABC my mind is like spinning all over the place and then I like rewatch it again and it's like oh he slapped them because that and then next and then next and it's funny because Jackson while I was watching it I was just about to prepare myself to go to bed. I was just about, it was, this was like at about a quarter to 11 at night. I was just preparing myself to get ready to go to bed. And lo and behold, that happens. Next thing you know, I'm on my, I'm on Twitter, just scrolling through my feed. Did that Will Smith, Will Smith, Will Smith, you know, just with the step. And, step, and, step. and it's like, I'm up and I, and I, and now it's like the Oscars has me hooked because I got to sit up and see where they address this, the rest of the show. They don't, and now I'm sitting up here saying, looking at it, looking at it from the minds as a, as a, as a uh, as a sports fan. You know, if something like this were to happen in sports, where would I go after the game to go find it? So now I'm like going, scrolling through Twitter, trying to find accounts that I never in a million years would would find on my own or would have accidentally in my feed. And I'm sitting up here trying to find, okay, where do I go for like the quote unquote post Oscars sports center, so to speak. And then I go right. to, the e, to the ETV, they address it for five, 10 minutes, and then they go on to the next thing. So it was like, it was, it was, it, it, it was weird. And then you wake up the next morning and then you watch it again and then you see on social media and then you hear a debate. Is it scripted? Was it wasn't scripted? You're hearing people go off on, on Instagram, on Twitter. And then next thing you know, in the aftermath uh, that Monday, you, you literally hear everybody from Stephen A. Smith to Shannon Sharp to Skip Bayless, Chris Mad Dog Russo, Kevin Samuels. I mean, you hear everybody that has a platform of any kind. Radio, 
TV, social media, YouTube, wherever and whatever, you're hearing everybody's opinion on it. And then it's like the more and more I like understood what happened, I was like, okay, X led the Y. And so I'm like, I'm slowly putting the pieces together. And then it's like, right. and then my mind goes back when Chris Rock hosted it in like 2016 or 17, and he made fun of Will Smith and Jada then. So it's like, so now I'm like starting to like put the puzzle pieces together. Right. And then I like form my opinion. I even touched on, I even, I, I don't think it was an opening monologue of one of the, of the show I did immediately after, but I know I touched on it and I did a whole rant about it that you can find on my Twitter on on my Twitter and Instagram page at the J Shield where I went off on uh, on Will on Will Smith for the whole ordeal. But that was something that was something that 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 I did not see. And when I saw it, I was like, no way was that was that was that scripted because I just. Right. <laughs> Because something in me is like when stuff like that happened. Here's how I tell you how I know it wasn't scripted. I knew it wasn't scripted when I saw the look on Will Smith's face and I heard the uncensored version, and and it was right. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, ain't, ain't, ain't no way. I I know like argument, and I know, some, and I know somebody's pissed off when I see one. March the March 29th episode. March 29th episode that I did. Uh, in between recapping, uh, in between recapping, uh, Mark Few and Gonzaga coming up short in another NCAA tournament is when I uh, is when I talked about the uh, the Will Smith slap. But anyway, that's that's that yeah. that's how I found out about it. And and not to mention, like he later on the, in the night, he won a uh, Best Actor for uh, King Richard, right? Yeah, and he didn't that, that say anything mess. about it. He didn't, he didn't say anything mess. about it. it Crying his eyeballs out, just just. He, he, was, he, he was a, com a, a, a complete and utter mess. And it was just, you know, I, and I remember listening to Howard Stern the next morning, just, just ripping, ripping him a new one. I mean, it's like he assaulted a man live on national television and just nobody did anything. I just, it, that, that, was, that, was, that was a complete and utter disgrace what happened then. Uh, yeah, and now he's banned from the Oscars for like what, like, five years six years something like that he's yeah he's, he can't come he's, back he's he's yeah he's yeah I mean, it, that that entire like what happened then what, what is so many layers to that it is it was just absolutely remarkable but we get that on the board here to start uh things out i don't know if you heard the show i did on wednesday but a big topic, yeah. Jackson, that that I that I tackled earlier in the week was with this NFL 100 list. You know, people now I now I hypocritically had a couple things to quibble about the list too. You know, I find it hard to believe that Josh Allen is the 13th best football player in the National Football League. That's just me. But my point is the way that the, what makes the sport of football so different from all the uh, so different from all the other sports that at least I follow that I watch I'm not talking soccer I'm not talking uh I'm not talking hockey I'm not talking lacrosse I'm talking baseball football basketball the, th the three team sports that I care about that I watch what makes football different from the other two is that yes yes there are different positions and yes football unlike all the other ones is an ultimate team or well, baseball is in a way too 
Uh, but football is is the quote unquote ultimate team game. That although it's an that it's the ultimate team game, the positions are so uniquely different. Everybody's role and responsibility it it all it all it's a domino effect. It all connects. If the offensive line doesn't do their job and doesn't block for the quarterback, quarterback doesn't have the quarterback can't drop back to pass, have all day to throw, and throw and throw and throw for you know. And throw for uh, and throw for three hundred yards in a game and, and and four touchdown passes. You know, if the offensive line can't block, court, the quarterback is going to have the, their reaction time is going to be quicker, maybe a lot more quicker than necessary, and they're going to be prone to making mistakes. Thus, their thus their uh, their completion percentage and their interception to touchdown ratio is going to suffer at, at as a at, at the hands of that. Uh, you know, and, and and I give a perfect example. Trent Williams' ability to, to block and how good of a of a tackle he is on San Francisco 49ers, his performance, how how well he does in a game, maybe not always directly, but if he doesn't do his job along with the 49er offensive line, Debo Samuel isn't out there being the hybrid wide receiver running back dynamic piece on the 49er offense that he is so my whole so the point i made was you can't with the positions all together and how complex and how specific and unique and special the responsibilities for all 11 position players primarily on the offensive side of the football it's you cannot throw it all out the window and say rank me the best players in the National Football League right now from 100 to one, because you have to keep in mind that with every position, you know, the, the one position needs the other position to do their job in order for the other position to make themselves look good. Quarterback needs the needs his offensive line to do their job to make the to make the quarterback look good, and the and the quarterback needs his wide receivers to do their job so the quarterback can look good. So my whole point was that you know it's really hard to say rank them hundred through ninety nine, every position from the left tackle to the edge rusher on defense, where every position, especially on offense, they they need each other in order to, to in order to succeed. You know, you simply say, "Well, rank the top five best players in the National Football League," uh, without even thinking about it. You'll go Allen, you'll go Mahomes, you'll go say just say uh, Cooper Cup, say Devontae Adams. I mean that that's three four guys right there, and you're not even talking about Derrick Henry, you're not talking about Tyreek Hill, you're not talking about Aaron Donald, and then a T.J. Watt, and where where do the, where does players like Trent Williams fit in? So it's like you say name top five best players, somebody's gonna somebody's gonna be the odd man out, whether it be an extra right. quarterback, an extra wide receiver, an extra player on defense, a running back somebody's going to get left out because because the talent and this go and this is just a good thing for just for the NFL as you know as a league that it's good that that they have that they have so many good slash great players in their league but you can't say rank top five because somebody's going to get left out right. so exactly. so and I, and I, and my point was and I hate to be long with this but my point was you're better off just ranking the best by position the best quarterbacks. We compare quarterback to quarterback. The best running backs, running back to running back. Best wide receivers, wide receiver to wide receiver. Tight end to tight end. Offensive lineman versus offensive lineman. Defensive lineman versus defensive lineman, and so on and so forth. The the, the most that you could do 
where you kind of like have like a, a smorgasbord all at once is off is best offensive players in football, non-quarterbacks, skill positions only, which is running back, wide receiver, tight end. You rank them all together in that little conversation. But you can't sit up here and say, well, rank a tackle over. You, know, you see you, you see the point where I'm getting at? And my thing right, yeah, is that they should just do away with the NFL 100 list altogether. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, since it's voted by the I, I honestly don't think it's necessary. But looking at the top 100 list, I say this all the time. I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm a DC defender, like, like till I die. But I say this all the time. I, I, I genuinely believe that Terry McLaurin is the most disrespected and un, like underrated wide receiver, like, like player ever in this. I, I honestly believe he should have made the top 100. I mean, we got guys like like David Montgomery. He's had 800 yards and seven touchdowns, and he made the top. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. is not even on the team, and he's on the top 100 list. Like, like what? Like, Terry, I don't know how you feel about Terry McLaurin, but I think I honestly believe he's one of the most underrated like players in the league. He's he's had two straight 1,000 yard seasons, and with with mind you, like six different quarterbacks, and the NFL is still not like recognizing him for it I, I honestly believe and then a lot of a lot of the other wide receivers like like dk didn't make it um there's a lot of other guys that didn't make it or i thought or i should have thought made it but um right. I, I i definitely believe i don't know about you but i definitely believe that that terry should have made the uh the top 100 list uh like i said um david montgomery on the top 100 i mean he's a fine player but i don't think the the the, the performance he had uh, last season he should have made uh, the top 100. Odell Beckham's at 90. I mean, again, like he's not even on the team. Uh, Mac Jones, honestly, Mac Jones at 85. Honestly, I think it's, I think it's pretty early to say that he's in the top 100. I mean, but, right. I, Mac, I mean, Mac I, Jones, Mac Jones in the top 100. I mean, nice I mean, season, but uh, top 100 right. best in the sport. Uh, he won. He won. I understand, not necessarily his fault because the Patriots defense got taken to the cleaners by Allen in the playoff game. Right. But uh, come on, Mac Jones, eighty-five overall. I mean, he he's one. He's he's player one hundred and one. I don't know about eighty-five. Yeah, I agree. I don't even. I don't even think he's better than because apparently the the players think he's better than Kirk Cousins without it, which I don't think is true. But. Kirk Cousins had a better season statistically. Right, he did. Jones did, and he's and he's in ninety. He's in the ninety ninth spot. So I don't know. I don't really know what goes into to to what make like making this list. I I, I have no idea what like what, make, what goes into it. But, I have, um, and that, that's also another problem. Another thing too. What what exactly is what exactly is the criteria for criteria for right in this list? Is it is or do you put more emphasis on stats? Do you put more emphasis on who helped? Who is who is a more who's like the most valuable player on their specific team? You know, th like th for a perfect example, this team doesn't win X amount of games or doesn't go this far in the season without this player like like the Bengals don't go to the Super Bowl last year without Burrow and Chase do you go straightly off of stats off of numbers do you go off of accolades what guy led the league in rushing yards and tackles and sacks tackles for loss uh completion percentage passing yards uh passing touchdowns 
uh, touchdown catches, touchdown runs, who led the league in rushing. Like, does it go off of, does it, you know, who, who, you know, does it go off of that? MVPs, defensive player of the years, offensive player of the years, uh, uh, you know, Super Bowl MVP. Like, what, like, that, that is not made clear. And I think that that's, that's a huge, it, it, it's, it's too arbitrary. It's, 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 way, yeah. it's way too arbitrary. And for what I heard, and I talked about this on Wednesday, is that Andrew Whitworth said, he tweeted out that not every, that not every player vote, you know, not that the, that when they make the list that the, that it's that not every player does it. Exactly, so yeah. it's, it's, I, they, they, and I said, and Whitworth just confirmed what I said, but I said, if I even read a tweet on the air, that, that all it is just a content is just something to, uh, to, to, um, to, uh, to take up airtime for the NFL network in between reruns of old regular season games and preseason games. But I mean, it's, uh, I, I, they, they, they gotta do something with the list. They gotta, they gotta do something with, with, with the I, I say get rid of it all together but it's but that there's there's way 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 too many flaws in that list um yeah I agree what, and then uh yeah not to mention or I'm sorry I cut you off but not to mention I mean Tom Brady number one like if any yeah. I, I honestly believe like if any I think I think Aaron Rodgers should have been number one that's just me but I think I think Tom putting Tom Brady at number one I think was just so so I'm I'm assuming when the players voted, yeah, this is around the time that Brady announces his quote unquote retirement. So the players are like, "Oh man, probably, gotta, this is a probably. this is a good send off. This is a send off." So we'll vote on Brady number one, and he started coming back. But Brady, Brady number one, he was de- he was definitely not the best player last season. Not, de- not the even not even the best quarterback he, last season. So. He he was he was, oh don't he was he was damn good last year. MVP right. candidate and the MVP finalist, but the best player. I look at it like this, and this is no shade to Tom Brady because we all know he's great. If Tom Brady ain't the best quarterback in football, how can he be the best player if he's not the best quarterback? Exactly. He's one of the. He's the greatest of all time at his position historically, legacy wise. Twenty no, 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 at the no, end of twenty twenty one. At, in 2021-2022 NFL football, he's top five, top three. Top three. But he's not the best right now in the sport. So if he's not the best quarterback, how can he be the best player? I don't think so either because Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers statistically did better. Josh Allen statistically did better. And Patrick Mahomes statistically did better. So I, I don't know how – I don't know how he ended up number one. Again, like I said, like it's a player thing, but – if he's like you said, like if he's not even, if he's not the best quarterback in twenty twenty one, then how can he be the best? Player? I, yeah, he's, like, it, it just doesn't it, make any sense. For a perfect example, the inconsistency, and and you and and it goes to now his age kind of does him a disservice because if you say, well, if you were to begin your franchise right now with a quarterback, who would you pick? He obviously, although he would. You know, off of off of his, he's got a better body of work than every other quarterback that's in the league. But the thing that works against them is his age, because you wouldn't want because if you were starting a friend, if you were starting an expansion team tomorrow, you wouldn't pick a 45 year old quarterback to be your franchise guy. You'd pick somebody, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert Burrow, who's in there, who's in, who's in their early mid 20s. 
Right. But, um, but anyway, uh, what do you th- what do you um, think? I I thought it was an absolute disgrace what happened last week with Aaron Donald taking two Bengals helmets and swinging them all over the place like it's like it's a game of whack-a-mole. And and another thing I don't want to hear too. And another thing I don't want to hear either too, which I heard from Donald uh, about a few days ago. Okay, I don't want to hear Aaron Donald get in front of get behind a microphone and say, "Well, it was just practice." As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll, I'll find you what he said because that this is just an this is an absolute disgrace. Uh, what Aaron Donald said, and it's another joke that the NFL, you know, worried about their worried about their rank as if Aaron Donald's going to make a difference with t- with the TV. Right? We we Aaron Donald's a great player, best defensive player in the sport, but nobody tunes in to watch Aaron Donald. The league, if that if that was the case, they would go out of the way to make sure that Aaron Donald has more opportunities to shine, not less. With the way the rules are set up, that's offense and quarterback uh, and quarterback. Uh, uh, friendly says quote it was just practice it was football not Aaron 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 when you have two you want to know how for a perfect example I got in theater theater of the mind with the podcast we're on zoom me and Jackson looks I got a I got a real authentic real deal holy field bengal selling in my hand there is nothing there's nothing about the game of football. I've been a football fan since I was a little, since I was a kid, since I was about four or five years old. So roughly about 15 years. I've watched God knows how many games on television. I have played Madden since I knew how to work a video game system. And I played football flag and at the varsity level in high school. Never in my life have I have seen a rule or seen a regular practice where it is quote unquote just football or just practice for you to take a helmet of this size as a and grab it by the face mask and use it as a weapon to to knock and slap people upside the head with it i mean i I, i'm doing this with it lightly tapping it atop of my head and i and, and i can feel the, it. Right. i can feel the weight of it. It. so swinging it at full speed as tough not as tough but as big and as muscular as Aaron Donald's and just swinging it across like 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 you know like like using it as a weapon i mean really practice my ass really down that that's what we so is it just is it quote unquote just practice or just football if you take it and and hit somebody in the right spot with it and and they and they have internal bleeding in their head a cracked skull and fall out on the football field and got to rush and rush the ambulance in and have and you find out they got severe damage to the nervous system and are either temporarily or permanently paralyzed for life is it just football and just practice then yeah, because I, because yeah, I know no about, one, no because I know about you, I am old enough to remember where people wanted Aaron wanted Miles had Miles Garrett out to be Lee Harvey Oswald and wanted him thrown away in the federal penitentiary for fifteen years for doing the same thing to to Mason Rudolph at the at the end at the end of a uh, Thursday night football game. But yeah, because but yeah, because it's practice in August, not a pre, not not a regular season Thursday night football game aired nationally coast to coast on Fox in November. But because it's a it's a preseason joint practice in August in front of no TV cameras and in front of just media members and, and coaches, 
Aaron Donald, and because he's Aaron Donald, not Miles Garrett, and and he's a and he's the reigning Super Bowl champion, defensive player of the year extraordinaire. He 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 gets a pass. He gets a pass, and he gets no and he gets no discipline and no uh, consequence for National Football League. You must, you must be kidding me. Yeah, no one, no one should be doing that in the NFL, man. Like, like hitting some, like what? How? At what level do you have rip somebody's helmet off their head and then hit them with a, with another dude with it? Like, there's, there's, there's to be no level where you should be doing that. And like, honestly, what you said, it doesn't matter if it's practice or if it's a game. Uh, honestly, I think, I think he should be getting some sort of consequence or some sort of talk with with the NFL, because there's, there's no issues on it that fly. Miles Garrett was was uh, was suspended six games or so. And What's there, the difference? I, I feel like there should be no, there should be no, there should be no difference. I feel like the same thing should be coming about. I don't know. I don't know why, because it's practice, he gets a slap on the wrist. Like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. It's the same thing. Uh, again, like you said, could serious, serious things could happen. You could, you could seriously hurt somebody uh, like, like it's, it's not it's it's not a joke and and nobody should be doing that especially someone like Aaron Donald should not be doing that at all. It, 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 I mean, is is there? I mean, am I miss? I, I feel like I'm the one who's going crazy here. Am I missing something? Because from what I remember with Miles Garrett and what Aaron Donald did, it's it's the same thing if not worse, because Aaron Donald had two helmets in both hands. Miles Garrett only had one. It's, it, it's, the, same, it's the same thing. And like I said on the air, so what, robbing, robbing a bank when it's open in broad daylight is different than robbing a bank when it's closed at 1130 at night. You're still robbing a bank. It doesn't matter what day, what time, if the sun is shining, if it's set, what hour and time of the day, where it doesn't matter if you're robbing a bank in Baltimore, in Pittsburgh, in Boston, in France, in Walla Walla, Washington, or in Bangkok, China, in, in Thailand, wherever the hell that, that, that city is. It doesn't make any difference. Using right. a helmet as a weapon in, 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 a, in, a, in, in a football fight is just as dangerous whether you're doing it in a regular season game Air nationally in November, it's the same in my eyes, and it should be in everybody else's eyes doing it in a joint uh, training camp practice in August. Because still, all it takes is one, all it takes is just Donald using just the amount of strength, having the helmet at, at just the right angle, swinging at just the fast enough speed, making solid contact, and you got a catastrophe on your hands. So, so let yeah, me get man. this straight. Because it's practicing, NFL won't do anything about it. And because nobody got hurt, we won't do anything. So what happens if Aaron Donald swings and two and he makes contact with two players and two players fall on the ground motionless and you got to rush them to the ambulance? And they're both seriously hurt and either they missed the entire 2022 season or they missed a substantial amount of their season and they got through a and got to go through a long, uh, treacherous rehab process in order to get back. Then what? Then then you'd finally then you finally take the gloves off and suspend them then and give them and give them holy hell then. 
because because you got two people sitting up there laying in the hot. Why is it again with the NFL? And this is not just with them. This is with the Sean Watts thing. This is just with the NFL in general with these suspensions. Dan Snyder, everybody. Why do they have to wait? And why do they have to be reactionary and wait for the crap to hit the fan and wait for somebody to get seriously hurt or 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 or, or have emotional, psychological, physical damage? Why do they wait until until? Uh, until until when until when a sugar high icy hits the fan in order for them to do something why does it have to take a, uh, why does it have to take for somebody to get seriously hurt in, in, in one of these things with the swinging of the helmets in order for them to do something why does it have to right. wait until you got 66 women with the massage therapist stuff with Watson in order for in order for you to and, and people to scream from the rooftops for you to do something about it until you get off your carcass and do something I I, I, I do not understand it it's not foot it's not football he does that in a game automatic ejection automatic he does that to one of his own teammates you gotta mute me on your hands so it's not quote unquote just practice or quote unquote just football because if Aaron Donald have pulled that crap in the Super Bowl even if the Rams would have won that game, even if the Rams would have won the game without him, and he pulls that crap in the Super Bowl six, seven months ago, I guarantee you, I will bet you my next paycheck, he would not be playing Thursday night if he would have pulled that crap in the Super Bowl. I guarantee you. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. It, it pisses like, me off. Makes and no I sense. Hear, and I don't want to hear people say, oh, Jai, what do you know? Screaming, you know, you're a Bengals fan. You still got to bug up your fan about Aaron Donald and the Rams. It's not the point. He could have pulled this crap. Against, he could have pulled this crap against the Tennessee Titans for all I care. Yeah, this makes no sense at all. God, and I boy. feel like they should be looking into that. They should definitely be looking into that more. It really makes no sense. Anyway... Uh, so you're waiting for somebody to get hurt in order for you to prevent something from happening. That that you know you know what that's like that's like that's that's like that's like waiting. That's like when you have a leaky roof. That's like waiting for your roof to to literally cave into a point where you don't have a damn roof in order for you to get in order for you to get the leaky hole sealed. Who does that? Yeah, it makes it makes no sense, and it all starts at the top too. I mean, you, you got we gotta look at them at some point, right? And and the, and the idea and not, and another thing too that that I'm also that I'm also sick and sick and tired of hearing too that that's a that's a lame excuse that's bothering me as well. Okay, the idea that we cannot uh, suspend Aaron Donald because because it's the kickoff game and because we're unveiling the banner at SoFi and he's the best defensive player and arguably the best player in the National Football League is also a crock. Okay, the 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 ratings will not tank. 40% if Aaron Donald isn't isn't suited up playing for the Rams on Thursday night. The, the MB, NBC will not lose money hand over fist if Aaron Donald does not show up and play in the game on Thursday night. I, it's, just, it's, not, it's, it's not going to happen. Right. As long as Josh Allen's playing, Matthew Stafford's playing, Cup is playing, throw in Diggs, Throwing Von Mel on the other side, you're going to be all right. If the two quarterbacks, Allen and Stafford, are playing in the game with Cooper Cup being the third wheel, NFL's going to be fine. It's the first game of the season. It's, 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 the, first, it's, the, first, it's the first meaningful game that we've had since that Super Bowl. 
right, on yeah. NBC with, with 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 two Super Bowl contenders, one who's the reigning champion, and the other one who had a miracle. Who the last time we saw them on the national spotlight in a game of notice against Kansas City, they played an absolute classic. So please. What the the world the world's gonna gonna burn at the seams and the NFL's gonna go bankrupt if Aaron Donald doesn't play in the kickoff game. Child, please go 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 sell that bull job to somebody else. I ain't going for it. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. Got myself all pissed off now, fogging up my glasses. Uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> let us continue. Um, let 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 us let us continue. With uh, with a couple of quarterbacks, uh, well, I'll do the Sean Watson first because I feel I feel uh, I feel something about him as well. The idea that the Sean Watson is allowed to play this season also is, is a joke. The NFL, Goodell, you know, why do you now all of a sudden pick the time to not throw down the hammer and 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 to flex and sh- and show the National Football League players who's in charge? Why? Why do you pick now? Why? Why? Why do you? Why do you pick now to be the one that says, "You know what? I won't deal with the Deshaun Watson case because I don't want to hear any criticism." Why do you pick now? And all the times you could have done. Why do you pick now? I mean, you you read the New York Times articles, the Sports Illustrated, the Bryant Gumble piece on HBO. I mean, th- this guy, this guy is this this is this is one. This this is this is this is a pervert you have representing. Uh, There's a quarterback of a team within your league, a pervert, a predator, whatever whatever you want to call it. A guy that can't keep that can't keep his dick in his pants. That's overly horny, testosterone overload, whatever the hell you want to call it. And and he's gonna be allowed to play this season, really? When 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 when, when Calvin Ridley is, is shelled for the season, is shelled for the season. When you're in bed with FanDuel, with DraftKings, with with BetMGM, with Caesar Sport, you're in bed, in 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 bed and spooning these gambling companies from FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars. You go down the list. In bed and spooning them. Okay, Calvin Ridley for some dopey parlay. Gets the whole seat. I understand we don't need, we can't have guys in the league betting on betting on games players. I understand all that, but you're also in bed with. You're also in. It's not like that. Calvin really did this in 1982. He's doing it in 2022, where gambling is damn near nationwide. And NFL is making money hand over fist association with the gambling companies. And and we'll and we'll shelve the and we'll shelve uh, Dustin Hopkins a few games this season. For, for for PEDs, and it's not like in baseball where you take PEDs and it gets you extra and it gets you extra zip on your fastball, or 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 allows every single time you make contact with the ball to go fifty feet over the fence. PEDs in football is not is is not the same crime as using it in baseball, because football, you know, it, it with, with the way that the sport is, you need a little bit extra oomph physically in order to keep yourself from in order to keep yourself playing every week deandre hopkins gets shelved calvin really won't see till 2023 deshaun watson gets 11 games and a game he comes back he comes back to houston 
I mean, if you're the National Football League, get what 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 what, 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 what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What what was your thoughts yeah, on the Deshaun Watson? My goodness, it's weird. It's weird. Deshaun Watson, dude, he got to be officially the weirdest like like dude on the planet now, bro. Like, he has twenty two cases against him. Like you said, Calvin Ridley is is out for the season. Just because, just because, for gambling, bro, and so is so is DeAndre Hopkins, bro. He's also out for the season, and Deshaun Watson is out for eleven games, bro, because he has this, some weird obsession with, with like with a massage therapist touching his touching his dick, bro. Like it's it's actually it's actually crazy. Like Deshaun Deshaun Watson is 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 very very strange human being, bro, and I really I really hoped that that the NFL suspended him for the entire year. I don't I don't know I don't know why they didn't. I don't, I have no I idea why. I don't know why they didn't either. I don't know why they didn't. Like it I, like what like what goes into that like like I don't like I don't understand. Like you've seen you've seen everything. You've seen everything that he has 22 people calling out against him saying that this guy did this, he did this. He he assaulted me. He he did all these things and yet you're not going to you're not going to suspend him for the season? Like what? I don't. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't understand what goes through that. But and, I, and I, I feel like I feel like there's something that needs to be done. Right there. No, no, no it, it, it. I just feel like it's just something needs to be done there. Whether that's whether that's at the top. I don't know. I don't know how you not look at this and be like, oh, this this guy needs to be suspended. Like I I don't I don't I don't understand. Another thing too. Another thing I, I hear too. I don't hear any, any crap about innocent until proven guilty. Okay, the NFL is not the court of law. Right. They have they have every right to suspend and discipline, do whatever they shall please with the players that make up their league for simply putting them, the franchise that they play for, and indirectly the NFL in the news for miscreant behavior, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's driving drunk whether it's aggr- whether it's assaulting somebody with a gun or fisticuffs in the, in the street at a club or whatever or what Sean Watson did rape sexual assault sexual misconduct that you, you're at their mercy you represent their league and the t- and, and 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 the team that they play for that you play for that makes up the league okay you're 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 a public figure depending on who the player is you're a celebrity Sean Watson is a celebrity because of the because of because 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 of the 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 quality of play that he is the national attention that he's gotten and affecting the quarterback and that he's a top quarterback in the National Football League, which basically automatically makes you a celebrity, whether you want to like it, accept it or not. That deserves yeah, a punishment. The innocent to proven guilty stuff. That's for the court of law, not for the National Football League. Uh, right. I'm also sick and tired of hearing that as well. Right, yeah. So it's it, boy, it, it, oh, I know. Now here's another two interesting things. Baker Mayfield and this whole sit, which kind of intercedes with the situation with Deshaun Watson. Do you a do you think Baker May do you think Baker Mayfield will succeed with the Panthers this season? And how did you feel that whole thing went down his final days as a Cleveland? How do you feel like that went down with his final days as a Brown? And do you think he'll succeed with the Panthers? Um, so going back maybe to the 
to the to the, so as far as final days of the Browns, I I I think it's pretty messed up, honestly. He just brought it brought in Deshaun Watson. I'm not really sure if if Baker was in on all of it, but he just brought in Deshaun Watson. He was just like, oh, thanks, Baker. I I would say Baker practically turned turned the whole franchise around. I feel like got him got him this got them their first win in like Lord knows how long. Got them to the playoffs. Um, uh, I, he he did a lot for that organization, and just for them just throwing them away is is. It's absolutely crazy, and and honestly, 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 I would love, I would love the Panthers play the Browns this season. I love, I love Baker Mayfield to to give him to give him a hell um, from that game. I think I think it's going to be exciting. Um, regarding right. to how well Baker is going to do, I don't know. I I really I really don't know. Uh, the Panthers are kind of just. I, the Panthers, the Panthers don't really. I don't think the Panthers would do great this season, especially in the NFC South. I, I'm not. I, I see them maybe. Tampa Bay is winning that division for sure. I'm not. Then the Saints. I'd see them maybe, maybe third place, maybe maybe third, maybe. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure how well he 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 might do okay, um, but I don't I don't think Baker would do do amazing at. at at Carolina, considering the situation that he's in there, Carolina is just not like they don't they don't have a lot of players, um, except for maybe except for Christian McCaffrey. But who's always uh, hurt? I'm not and really the jury's sure. Still out right, he's, he's coach always too. hurt. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. So um, I'm not I'm not really sure. It's really hard to tell how well he's going to do um, in Carolina. I'm not I'm not sure how you feel about about him in Carolina, but I'm not well, really, I'm not really sure. It's just really it's going to be interesting to see. Well, I think that he, I think that he'll be all right in Carolina. Won't be great, won't be bad. He'll be all right. Right, um, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think, I tell you this: the best game, the best game I think he'll have as a Panther will be Week One when they play. Yeah, 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 That, that, yeah, that, I that, I, that he'll he'll look like twenty twenty Baker Week One. You, I think you can bet the ranch on that. Now, what do you now, Jim? And we'll get to Russ Wilson then after uh, we touch on Jimmy G. With Jimmy G, here's how I think. I think I think Jimmy G should still be the starting. I think he's worth. It's weird with Jimmy G. I said it after the championship game that his days to forty nine are numbered, and I don't fault the forty nine for getting rid of him and for cutting ties if they would have after. The, after the debacle in a championship game. But at the same time, Jimmy G, in my eyes, is still a starting quarterback in the National Football League. He can still win you games. He can still get you to the playoffs. He can still win you playoff games. And if the team around him is good enough, he, he with a couple of lucky bounces and a couple of missed opportunities from your opponents, can get you to a Super Bowl. And he came within one good fourth quarter of winning it had it not been for he – and Kyle Shanahan missed Super Bowl collapse, blowing it in the fourth against Mahomes. And Robert Sala and his defense, Richard Sherman, third and 15, Tyre, Patrick Mahomes to Tyree Kill in the fourth quarter a few years ago. So, and if that doesn't happen, Garoppolo has a Super Bowl ring and Trey Lance isn't even on this roster. But that didn't happen. Gets them back to the NFC Championship game. And the thing about Garoppolo, which is interesting, is that he, he can win you games by not losing them for you. 
you know. Right, yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. Play, He then played great against the Packers, but he was better than Aaron Rodgers that night. He didn't, he didn't play great against the Cowboys. He just wasn't worse than Dak Prescott was. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, he, I totally agree with you. But he wasn't, but he was worse than Matthew Stafford in a championship game on top of the defensive back that dropped the pass, which is why they which is why they lost championship game to the to the Rams. So I think also and also having said that, it's also counterintuitive if the message is Trey Lance is our guy. Throw whatever you think about Trey Lance out the window. If the Mets that the Flynn are sending is Trey Lance is our guy, why is Garoppolo still on the roster? When everybody knows what he's capable of doing, what he has done in the past, and knowing that the way that the Flynn ers seem to set up in the last couple and the and with and the throwing 2020 out because they were injured the hell and back. So that they basically get like they get a mulligan for that season. The 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 two the last two seasons that they had where everybody on the roster top to bottom was fully healthy in 19 and 20 or excuse me 19 and 2021 they made it they made it to the nfc championship game in a super bowl and with garoppolo and they have a and the way the team is built is built to contend and go to the super bowl and win championships they cannot afford to sacrifice a season waiting for Trey Lance to get his feet underneath him and get his feet wet, being a starting quarterback in the National Football League as a young player who, who, had a, who had a small sample size from North Dakota State. I say all that to say is, are the 49ers doing the right thing with keeping G, uh, Jimmy G on the roster as a backup or no? I don't think that they are. I think, if anything, they're 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 planting the seeds for confusion and possibility the stunting Trey Lance's growth. Right. Yeah. And, and honestly, so for me, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, I think, I think in his, I think in his position, it's 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 better for him to stay in San Francisco. I don't know where he, I don't know where else he would go. Getting a shot as a start. I mean, honestly, I, I, I mean, looking at. I mean, the Falcons got Mariota. They're sticking with him. Um, the Broncos just just got Wilson. Uh, the Colts got Ryan. So, so honestly, the the quarterback needy places like Washington just got Carson Wentz. So the quarterback needy places aren't really quarterback needy anymore. And I don't really see where where honestly Garoppolo would land if he ended up if he ended up leaving leaving San Francisco. So I think I think for him, I think it was the better the better look for him because honestly I don't see him being being a starter anywhere else. Now going back to Trey Lance, I know I know I, I even I was thinking about like you uh by the end of the season I thought it was inevitable inevitable that uh that he Jimmy Garoppolo like he was gone. Like I, I I thought that after that championship game I was like oh we're gonna we're gonna see him find a new team and as I like cause everyone because cause everyone needed quarterbacks in that pre in that uh on that offseason. So I, I thought it was pretty inevitable that, that he was going to go. But um, but it's it's kind of like it's almost it's almost like a tra- Trey Lance insurance in a way. Again, J- like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the perfect game manager. He mm-hmm. he he's not gonna wow you, but he won't he he's he's not the one to make the turnovers. He's he will he will keep you in games. Uh, he he won't make silly mistakes. Uh, he, 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 he's the, he's the game manager. And I think, 
I think it, it's a good look for San Francisco because because again, he got them to the to the championship. He got them to the NFC Championship this past season. He got into a Super Bowl without 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 being wow. Like back then with that Super Bowl year, the defense definitely carried that team. They're definitely the backbone of that team that year. And 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 again, like I said, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, he doesn't have to wow you, but he he's a game manager, and 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 I feel like I feel like as long as Jimmy Garoppolo keeps winning you games, um, I think I I, th- I think it will be all right. And 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 I'm not sure if 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 starting Trey Lance now is is the best. Um, he had he he had a few. I think Trey Lance had a had a few good 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 moments uh, in the preseason. But I think I think the safe bet would be uh, putting uh, Garoppolo in the center for one more year. I think I think uh, Trey Lance's lack of experience uh, may may be his maybe his downfall if they if they decided to start him um, during the season. Mm-hmm. So so I think I think uh, turning to Garoppolo, um, I think I think is the best look overall for him and I think for the 49ers for this year if 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 they're planning to still be competitive I think I think they'll still be competitive with with Garoppolo so so I think I honestly believe that that's, that's with the Garoppolo as I mean, a backup you think no, 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 no. competitive as, as, with Garoppolo as a backup I mean I mean honestly I, honestly I I think honestly just just keep him under center for one more year I mean, Garoppolo has already proven to lead the San Diego to, to San Diego, San Francisco to, mm-hmm. to success. So I mean, I mean, he has the playoff runs. He has he has the Super Bowls, and and I think right. I think having him is the best insurance policy just in case anything happens with Lance. So now here's another thing too, and I said this on the show a few days ago. Let me see if you agree. Eventually, the 49ers are going to have to cut bait. If you're that convinced that then also goes to show me that they don't have that much confidence in Lance and don't think that Lance will be that good when the tough gets going. If right. you're San Francisco, you eventually gotta cut bait. The Chiefs eventually had to cut bait with Alex Smith and give Patrick Mahomes the keys to the car. And he was doing well. They, he was they, doing well that time too. Right. And the Chiefs were in a similar situation. They were more of an offensive-heavy team than defense, and with than what the Forty Niners are. But that, but they, they both. But look at this. But they check this. Forty Niners: Samuel, George Kittle. The Chiefs had Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. They were going to the playoffs, winning divisions with Alex Smith. And when they real and when Andy Reid realized that he had something in the homes, he eventually, they, he and the 49ers front office had to swallow their pride. They had to sit back and say, we can, if we still have Alex Smith here, we'll still win games. We'll still be a competitive team. We'll go to the playoffs. We'll even win playoff games. But we know that Alex Smith, unless everything breaks right, won't get us to the Super Bowl. Now, there's the Alex Smith, the Garoppolo, is that Alex Smith never got there with the Chiefs. Garoppolo has gotten there with the 49ers. But it's still the same premise. Eventually, if you're that confident in the young talent that you drafted, you got to eventually take a chance 
jump into the deep end yep. of the pool and say, Alex, we love you, but we but we gotta let the new but we gotta let the new guy take the reins. The Chiefs eventually did that, cut Alex Smith loose, gave Mahomes the keys, and they've gone and every year since he's been the starting quarterback in the NFL, they've gone at the bare minimum an NFC championship game. 18 first full season at, as a starter, NFC, or excuse me, AFC championship game, lost to the Patriots in overtime. 19, won a Super Bowl. 20, lost Super Bowl. 21, somehow made it back to the AFC championship game. And not, not just make it back, hosted four years in a row with two Super Bowl chips back-to-back, a championship. I mean, not the winning a division, the whole enchilada. So if you're the 49ers and you're that confident, Chiefs didn't waste any time because the Chiefs realized that they had a team that with the right quarterback, they could be a Super Bowl contender. The 49ers have a roster that we already know outside of quarterback is Super Bowl contending championship level roster. You can't be the Jets, the Lions, the, 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 the Giants, be wait, the Texans wasting away your seasons trying to make sure trying to make sure that your uh, that your starting quarterback gets his legs underneath him. You don't you don't the rest of the roster don't have that type of time. It's you gotta make sure what you have in Lance now so you can go out there and you win a championship or let Lance sit for as long as it possibly will take and run it back with Jimmy G. Because if you're gonna keep Jimmy G around it, 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 eventually you're gonna run into some problems. That's how I that's how I feel about it. Yeah, and I think I think I think I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I like the analogy. I think I think that's a reason why maybe maybe they restructured Garoppolo. Maybe because they don't they don't see it in Lance yet. I think so. If I remember correctly, I think Lance. So Lance coming out of North Dakota State, he only played one game. Then the COVID season was over, and then he played 16 games after that. So he's only played a total of 17 games starting. And I think I think his playing time. I think his playing time definitely. Uh, is a factor, I think, into throwing Lance in there. I, I mean, personally, if for me, I think a lot of 49ers fans are excited to see Lance. And I honestly, if I was a 49er fan, I'd rather see Lance too. But knowing what you can get from Garoppolo, I think that's ultimately why they decided to to restructure him instead of putting in Lance. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't know. If, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Garoppolo ends up getting benched midway through the season i mean i would i wouldn't be surprised i mean I, i'm not i'm not really sure if that's going to happen but but i think that i think that's ultimately maybe ultimately why they ended up um re-signing garoppolo but but the, but but the, th- but the thing is too with that is is if is if you're san francisco you know you don't have you don't have you don't have you don't have much time you don't have much time to waste the 49 the 49er right. fan well they may be they may be like you said wanting to see Trey Lance but and they but they can say that during the offseason when there's no games going on right middle early in the season middle of the season he plays like crap 49ers on a losing skid and their season is slipping away from them they're going to be shouting from the rooftops, get the Lance guy out of here. We'll see yeah, you whenever we see you. Bring back Garoppolo, who I know won't lose games for us and will at least get us to the playoffs. We can then take a bite, at, take another bite at the at the, uh, at, at the Super Bowl. 
spitting all over myself. So at the Super Bowl apple again. So it, it's it's a it's a it's it, it is it's it's going to be a storyline heading into this season. It's, it, it, I guarantee you that. Yes, quick Russell Wilson. Well, looks like he'll be a Denver Bronco for quite some time. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, could it be Peyton Manning 2.0 with him and the Denver Broncos? We'll see. What is your two cents on uh, on Russell on Russell Wilson being the uh, the Denver Broncos quarterback for the next uh, for the next uh, handful of seasons? Yeah, man, AC West in the whole is going to be fun. I know I'm definitely going to be tapped into that this year. But as Russell Wilson is confirmed, I think. I think I think that's what the Broncos needed. The Broncos really needed the quarterback. They have the roster for it. You have the wideouts. Uh, you have you have the offensive line. You have the defense. They have a good they have a great defense over there. So they need they needed what they got from Russell Wilson. But I as I, as I tell you, as far as the AFC East or AFC West, sorry, I'll I'll say that here's how I rate my quarter. How, here's how I rate the quarterbacks in the AFC West. Yeah, that's him. I think I think Pat Pat. Patrick gotta be number one. Mahomes gotta be number one. And I th- and I'd say I think I think as of right now, Justin Herbert is playing better than Russell Wilson. So I I'd say I'd say Russell Wilson is the third best quarterback in the in the entire division. Now I agree with that. Yeah, I agree because I, I I'd say just just judging how he played off of right you know, off of right now recently off of right, right now, now yes as yep. it, right like last year he didn't have the greatest greatest of seasons. Even 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 the year before that, he didn't have the greatest of seasons. So I think as of right now, Russell Wilson is the third best quarterback in a in a in a in a division with 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 loads of talent. Man, like I mean, I mean, I, I honestly have no idea how the AFC West is going to go. But but as far as and they just they just restructured um they just extended Russell Wilson too. So um I think I think it was the right move by the Broncos. Um, but it's, it, I, th- I think it's definitely going to be tough uh, coming out of the division, especially for the Broncos. I think I, I definitely believe that. I think I think the char I think the Chargers are a better team to me than the Broncos. I like I like Justin Herbert. I like Austin Eckler. I love uh, Keenan Allen. I love that defense. I love I love the JC JC Jackson signing this offseason. I love Joey Bosa. I love I love everything about that Chargers team. And then of course um, you still got the Chiefs. You still got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you got MVS. Um, you got you got all these guys over there, and I think I prefer I those teams more. Yeah. Than I like than I like the Broncos. I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but I I think that Kansas City will not. I, they got a little better on defense, but they but I they cut their losses with Daniel Sorensen, who they should have left in a locker room during a lot of their games last season. But yeah, uh, you. you Losing Tyreek Hill, I think, is a bigger deal than a lot of people make it yeah. out to be. Because let's not forget, it wasn't like Tyreek Hill, again, like we mentioned with the top 100 thing. Tyreek, Pat, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, whatever you want to do, maybe you could say that Patrick Mahomes maybe took Tyreek Hill to that extra, to that upper echelon of quarterbacks. But the one like before Mahomes was the Chiefs quarterback, but Tyreek Hill was no slouch. You know, people forget he was a he was a still a damn good somebody to deal with, a damn good wide receiver that you had that you had to pay attention to and game plan against when Alex Smith was the quarterback. People, right, yeah. people forget people forget that. You know, so 
I'm not exactly convinced that that be, that oh well they'll be fine because Tyreek Hill. Well, hold on now, Tyreek Hill. I understand that wide. I understand that that so obviously he was in the league come and go. They grow on trees. You don't want to necessarily break the bank for one and pay him what you would a quarterback. But Tyreek Hill falls into that category where he's a rare exception to the rule because he's just not your regular wide receiver that kept, that's a good route runner that catches passes in traffic, you know, that that's going that's going to that's going to that's that's going to top off drives in the red zone. He, he he's he's a he's a rare special breed of a player because of how fast he is, how you, how you can use him in your offense, you know, whether whether it's the slant whether it's the slant patterns, the slant and the crossing patterns, you know, down down low over the middle of the field or you just say hey Tyreek it just run, just run downfield on a on a fly route on a streak, and I and I'll get you the ball. I mean, he is so unique, you know, the, how he can catch it and stop and go and shift and like shift. It. I mean, it, he it's it's like a, watching a race car on the football field. He, he's he's that damn special. So uh, that that uh, Chiefs gonna miss that. You know, there's gonna be times where Andy Reid's where Andy Reid's gonna go to his playbook. It's gonna be trying to call a play is going to say to himself, damn it, I wish Tyreek Hill was here so we could run so we can run so we could run this play on a third and two on a third and 13. So that matters. So albeit Chiefs yeah. have got a quarterback, I don't think they have all in all the best roster in the division. I think that goes yeah. to the Chargers. I think the Chargers win the division and finish in first. I think Kansas City will finish third and I think the Broncos will finish in second, to be quite honest with you. Okay, yeah, I, 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 no, I agree with, I agree with you about the Tyreek. Oh, I mean, I mean, you can't, you can't replicate what, what Tyreek Hill has, and I think, I think certainly with the not Chiefs, with Juju. Who they have Schuster. now, not, not, not with, with Juju. No, I don't know. They can't, they can't do anything with Juju. I don't MVS, McCall Hartman. I, I don't know if they can, they can do any of that with any, with any of those guys. So, I think they're, they're definitely going to be missing, especially with those, those one on ones. I think. Ty, since Tyreek Hill is so fast, he he can easily win uh, one on ones, um, uh, man coverage off the uh, off the line, and I I don't think a lot of guys can do that in, in like in the league, like straight straight off the line. He can he can beat a defender, and and oh. I don't I don't, I don't look at the who the have, the Chiefs have now as as that really that speed threat. I guess the closest you you have on that team is McCall Hartman, but he's he's not as half as fast as as a Tyreek. So I think I, I definitely, that, I definitely that agree is just you. not that good of a wide receiver. Right. Exactly. Tyreek exactly, catch, so. catch, catch balls in traffic, the deep ball, the short pass all the field, you know, the go. He, he, he is a dynamic wide receiver. He, he, he exactly. gives you everything. The only, only, literally the only thing Tyreek, even him being short is a, is a benefit to him because, because, because the, because the quarterbacks that aren't that are six foot one that are, that are six feet six foot one or taller they can't catch him because because right. he's so fast he you know he he's 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 like this half the time and he's got his body weight and his center of gravity so close to the ground that you blink you'll miss him 
So, so right, even exactly. his, even his negative trait as a wide receiver, being as short as he is, even that works out to a benefit to him. And I'm not, not I'm, I'm not trying to with put it within context. I'm not saying Tyree Kill is you know Jerry Rice, greatest wide receiver of all time, but players of his nature don't come or they don't they don't happen, but every every so often, and they can deny it to the guys come home. They gonna miss him. They yeah, are I agree. going to miss Tyreek, and I, I think, and I, and I, and and basically having, and and the way you game plan against Kansas City, you know, me just speaking, you know, from the from a Bengals fans' perspective, my mentality going into the championship game, and then when we played them in Week 17, it was okay. Pick your poison. Do you allow Tyreek Hill to beat you, or do you allow Travis Kelsey to beat you? Because one of them is going to get their touches. You, you got to basically make sure which one you, you stop to, to prevent from taking over the game. Now you don't have that. What, MV, MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster? McCole Hardman? I mean, nice receivers. Nice. They're not Tyreek Hill. And now what offense is basically going to do is, especially – Especially teams, teams like the like the Bengals have improved their secondary. The Chiefs, all these teams that's got these decent secondaries, they're gonna basically make sure that that they don't let the the, the very good decent wide receivers don't let them go crazy. But they're gonna clue in on Travis Kelsey. It's gonna be scene number eighty-seven. Make sure eighty-seven does this. Does, make sure wherever he is, that's where you are. They're going to double yeah, team with, I, with, with, with the best safety, the best corner, and the best linebacker. They're going to make sure Chad's comes in and leave their sights. I, I, people are underestimating that. They'll be good. They'll be competitive, obviously. But then, but they're, not, they're not going to be as great. They're not going to win the division. They're not going yeah, to I don't think so either. I think the chart – they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to play on the road to play if they want to make it I put it to you like this if they want to play in a fifth straight AFC championship game the fifth one's gonna come in somebody else's building because it ain't gonna be at Arrowhead unless somebody yeah else I, seen it I agree See, I, I I never I never like betting against Patrick Mahomes because he's always I've never liked betting against him but honestly like I'm all I'm all on the char- the Chargers bandwagon this season I really am. Uh, especially their offense, their offense is, is, is amazing. Uh, and then of course their defense who they, who they, 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 they really bumped up this year. And of course they you still got Joey Boza. Uh, you got Cleo Max, your edge rusher. Uh, you got, you still got Kyle Van Noy as your linebacker. Uh, JC Jackson, they just picked up in the Pats. It's a, an amazing pickup. Their new number one. Uh, Darren James is still back there. And then Assaulted Samuel Jr. Also on the other side. So I, I, I definitely believe that at the Chargers is, is definitely going to give, be giving people problems, and I and I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers uh, don't don't win this division. I, I really I really I'm really not. It's, either, it's either for them, for me it's 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 either them it's either them or the Chiefs because I I really don't like betting against against Patrick Mahomes, but it it the AFC West is so hard to predict because of the the amount of talent, and I haven't really really talked about the Raiders. I mean I I mean Devontae Adams being over there. I mean. I don't think that Devontae Adams is going to get the same amount of production or the same amount of statistically statistically as he had uh, with Aaron Rodgers. But I, I still think I still he's think not. that he's still going to be he's still going to be an impact over there. Um, I'm not 
I'm not really sure. I think the Raiders would do well. I'm not really sure at where they stand in the division yet for me, though. But I I, I got to put my money on the Chargers for me right now. I, I got to. I just have to. Uh, the, the bottom line is, is, that, is that they're not. You know, Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr, I mean, that, you can sugarcoat and tap around and go around the movie brush. Oh, he wants to. That's a drop-off. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, Derek Carr. I mean, why are we having this conversation? Uh, Aaron, Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. He should, he, he's not. As, as much as Aaron Rodgers chokes and play, okay, he's not, talent-wise, he, he's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what, all of, a, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's playing with, he, okay, fine. He's playing with his, with, his, with his college teammate, Derek Carr at Fresno State. They haven't played with each other in, a, in damn near 10 years. Since, since, since 2013, 2012, 2013, if they're trying to, to take the Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow way of things, those cats took one year off without playing with each other, got back together a year later, and it was like they never left. Plus, they won a national championship together. What the hell yeah, did Fresno State win? With Derek Carr and Devontae Adams together, not to mention it's been what nine or ten years since they last played together. This this ain't much, guys. This ain't this is this isn't Madden Ultimate thing. So uh, the Raiders are going to finish last in the division simply because they have the worst quarterback. Derek Carr cannot touch Mahomes, obviously not Herbert and not Russell Wilson. They'll be good. They'll be competitive. But they'll be the they'll be the best last place team in football this year. They'll finish nine and eight outside looking in on the playoffs. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Now, as for we go from the NFC West to the, the AFC West to the NFC East. How do you feel that division stacking up with your team, the Cowboys, who essentially did nothing in the offseason but lose a whole lot of pieces? The Eagles got exponentially better, and then they're the Giants, who are. All, all pumped up because because Joe Judge isn't their coach anymore. Yeah, we got Danny Derps still as their quarterback. Uh, well, what's the situation looking like for the NFC East heading into 2022? Yeah, um, I'll talk about my team last. Um, I probably won't talk about the Giants because there's nothing to talk about. But it really – the Eagles definitely – as much as I as – I, as much as I, I don't like to say it, but I, I the Eagles – I, I feel like got better. I, 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 you know, you probably noticed that a lot of team team people are talking about the Eagles right now. How they're gonna, how they're gonna be competitive in the NFC. How they're gonna win the NFC. So, and I definitely do believe that that they gotten better. I mean, they added AJ Brown in the in the all season. Um, they added they added tons of pieces to the defense on the offense. I think they have, I think they have a great offensive line. I think they have a great defense. Um, I think for the Eagles, it really depends. On Jalen Hurts, I think it. I think it. I think it all falls back on him. How well he's going to play. Nope. Um, I think we we all seen two sides of Jalen Hurts on the on the on the, on the season. We saw him uh, on his on his brightest days, and we saw him on his lowest. Like for example, he he put up a stinker uh, in the wild card game. But um, it, for the Eagles, it it, it it really depends on on how well Jalen Hurts is going to play this season. And I, I think for the Cowboys, I mean the Cowboys practically practically did nothing. But the Cowboys can can score points in bunches, 
Uh, if the Eagles, if the Eagles want to win this division, um, they're going to have to. Do they? Do they have the ability to go toe to toe with the Cowboys? I think. I think since the Cowboys have this high scoring offense, mm-hmm. um, they're going to. They're going to have to. Teams are going to have to 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 go toe to toe with them. And I think that I think that's that's the real question. But with the Eagles, it, it all goes down to, to Jalen Hurts. And for the Commanders, um, I, I I honestly see no re- like I said, I'm a fan, so I'm speaking speaking in the perspective of a fan. But I I see no reason why the Commanders can't be competitive. I think I think I think I, I can't even watch like ESPN or any news outlet nowadays because they're already they're already counting us out. Because I think I think like I said, I think like the same thing this, I'm going to say about Jalen Hurts is the same thing I'm going to say about Carson Wentz. I think. It all the, the commander season all depends on how Carson how well Wentz does this those. season, yep. and I think I and 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 mind you, Carson Wentz didn't didn't do terrible at all last season. He had twenty five hundred yards, twenty seven touchdowns, and seven interceptions, which is which is which is not bad. It's really it's really not bad. The but, the, but people tend to look at what he played. He, he finished he, the season he fumbled, with the Colts. He fi- finished the season poorly. Exactly. He didn't. He didn't finish it with the Raiders, and he 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 definitely didn't finish it with the Jags. It, it was a winner. It was a it was a win or go home situation, and 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 the Colts didn't finish it. I mean, mind you, mind you, I think I think Carson Wentz is in a better situation than he was in the Colts because all he really had was was Jonathan Taylor, which 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 carried the offense. I I think last season, and the only wide receiver he really had was 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 Michael Pittman, and Michael Pittman isn't really to me, a number one receiver in the NFL. I think Carson Wentz, he has, he, he has that number one receiver now. Carson, if you, if you, Carson Wentz, he, he, he never really had that number one receiver. I think, I think this one, I think this year he has that number one receiver in Terry McLaurin. We have a good, we have a good receiving core, not only in McLaurin, but Dotson from Penn State. We just drafted uh, Curtis Samuel is back. Uh, Logan Thomas is a guy that he can throw to. Uh, we we have some we have some backs. Uh, Gibson Gibson is is back there. I'm I'm worried about Gibson though because it's, it's fumbling, it's fumbling issue. Uh, I was hoping I was hoping uh, Brian Robinson would start for us, but uh, after the news that uh, he he got shot, it was it was um it, we were praying for him. Hopefully he re- he recovers from from that. But um, yep. we still got a defense. We still got a defense. And 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 mind you, we, we we still got a good coach. I think I still think Ron Rivera is a great coach. I think I think he knows uh, what he needs to do. Um, but but like I said, I, I see no reason why if we can win if we can win seven seven games with Taylor Heineke under center with one of the toughest schedules last year, I see no reason why with an easier schedule we can win more than seven games. So I like like for me, it it really all depends on how well Carson Wentz does this season. If he does good, the team does good. If he doesn't, then they're going to go down with him. But it, it, it really all depends on Carson Wentz. I really can't tell you who who's going to win the division. You have a case for the Eagles. You have a case for the Cowboys. Um, not, I mean, you really can't say anything about the Giants. I mean, the Giants have – the Giants will nothing. be the worst team in the division. The Giants will be will be the, will be the worst. It's it's really just in between the Commanders, so the three team the Eagles, race. and the Cowboys. Yeah, and I, and I and I and a lot of I think a lot of people are already counting the Commanders out. I think solely because of of Carson Wentz. 
and and I guess the general success of the team in the last few years, we haven't we haven't really that we haven't really had a a standout season. We made the playoffs in 2020, but we had a we had like a seven and nine record going into the but it, it it really I think I think it's really the three teammates there. I I really do I really I really believe so, but it's gonna to be tough. I I think there are the Eagles, there's the Cowboys, and then Washington is like a tick below the Cowboys. I think that, um, like you said, it all depends on how well uh, Carson Wentz does. They got Terry McLaurin, who should be big time. They should be able to run the foot. And their defense has to step up, too. Their defense last season, the Washington's was, I agree. Was I agree. They, they, with all those players, with all those players on the end on defensive line, you got Jonathan Allen there, Montez Sweat, the same guys. Chase Young should be coming back midseason about week five. So you got the same guys there, and mm-hmm. there should be no reason why – we're not getting any pressure on the court. I, I, I definitely believe that the def- defense needs to, needs gotta to, uh, gotta to step up. Carson, Carson Wentz and having a defense return to 2024 is the keys to success for Washington this season. Without both or either or, I don't, I don't think you have, I don't, I don't think you have a chance in my, own, in my honest opinion. And with the Eagles, Carson Wentz, uh, Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts has got to play well. By the J- Jalen Hurts has to play well, or else they will not make it far. Uh, you know, they won't win the division, and if they win a division, they won't make it very far in in the playoffs. So there's sticking with the theme of the NFC East. What there's a lot of stuff that's going on with your franchise. The owner Dan Snyder, who somehow, some way, is avoiding his somehow, some way, always avoids his day of reckoning. Uh, with that and the stadium being a dump and the command and the name and the name change and the branding of the commanders and the, and the team that there's a lot going on with you. It's like, this is just a hovering dark cloud over your franchise from the owner all the way on down to the team uniforms within the slakes. What is your thoughts on Dan Snyder, the owner of the team? And if you could give a state, what what give the audience your own little state of the union address for the Washington team? Um, I think I, not gonna lie, I think last time I've been on here, I expressed my opinions on Dan Snyder. Uh, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it once. I'm gonna say it again. Um, I mean, I I, I don't like the guy, man. Dan Snyder is just, he's just a weird weird human being. Uh, I don't like him as owner. Uh, I don't know how he keeps ducking his subpoenas left and right. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he agreed to his last one, but I don't know what happened to the deposition. I never heard anything about it. But um, my 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 thoughts on Dan Snyder uh, is, is pretty open. I, I do not like Dan Snyder, and uh, I, I don't see him. I don't see him being out anytime soon. So I'm not praying on him being forced out. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Hopefully. Uh, Hopefully something will happen with him as a, as opposed to everything else. Um, the commanders, like as far as the, the name change, um, I'm, I'm not, a, not a, I mean, now it's been a few months, so I'm not, I, I'm, I'm fine with it now. It's been a few months. I've been saying commanders now. So it's, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's been, all, it's been all right. At first I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's all right. It's not, it's not great. It's not, it's not terrible either. 
but to me, you know, it's been a few months, so I so it was just been used to be the commanders. Um, uh, uniform, I think the uniforms are good. I think, I think at first, uh, people didn't didn't really like them. I think, I think as now as time went on, I think now that we're actually seeing them on the field, I think, I think they definitely look better. They're better in person. Um, as far as the uh, the state of FedEx Field, I know a lot of you know my 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 home stadium has been slandered. The no more no more YouTube videos and uh, no more uh, awards of being uh, the worst uh, the worst stadium in the NFL, NFL stadium. I mean, I I mean, we're in twenty twenty two. I mean, there's been so many better stadiums that have opened in between. The time that FedEx Field has opened that makes that makes it better. I, I definitely, I, I definitely see, like, I mean, I've seen t- Twitter posts, videos of, um, well, sewage pipe leaking in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, the uh, Eagles fans were crowded up on the fence, and they, they the, the the fence fence gave way, and they fell on Jalen Hurts. Uh, I saw that. Um, I mean, personally, personally, me. I've never had, I've never really had a bad experience at FedEx Field. I mean, I, I know a lot of people complain like, oh, the traffic's so bad. I mean, I feel like that's, I feel like that's everywhere. But the traffic, I feel like the traffic isn't, isn't as bad as your typical. I mean, the traffic is bad. I mean, depending, it really depends on where you well, are. It, well, the way the stadium is, you know, the stadium is like in like a middle of a residential neighborhood, which in 2022, I mean, that, that, that was cute back in the day when Memorial Stadium was, you know, in Baltimore, it wasn't like them. But in 2022, like America, it, you do your fans a disservice having the stadium outside of like a central metropolitan location, like for mass transit, Ubers yeah. and everything, you know, no ramps, highway. Like, it's like, it's like none of that extra stuff that 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 benefits of having a stadium in the city versus having it in a suburb which doesn't do fedex field any favors right yeah and it's i think i think it's depending where you are it gets it makes it hard there's not there's not an immediate like i i've always been saying there should be a metro station there there's there's not a metro station there with the the like the furthest one is about maybe maybe two or three miles away you got to make that walk um I, I, it's not as accessible as I think. I think others would like it to be, but I, I definitely don't. I, I, I don't like where they're planning to put this new one. They're putting, if if you if you're, I don't I don't know if you're familiar with like, close like, like Richmond, Virginia, but it's in yeah. plan, they they built land they built land in in Woodbridge, Virginia, which is, which is further than than Northern Virginia, it's further than, than Falls Church, it's further than, than, than all those going towards Richmond. It's nowhere near, it's, it's maybe, maybe 40 minutes from the city, maybe. It's further, it's further than where FedEx Field it's is It's further now. from Washington, D.C. than where FedEx Field is. At that is. point, at that point, you call it, the, at that point, you call it the Virginia Commanders, bro. Like, literally, like, literally it's not, it's not a, it's not a D.C. team anymore. I feel like it's, it's, for me, it's going to be tough, uh, getting to games if it's in Virginia. I mean, I've seen the renderings. I mean, it looks nice. Um, I definitely believe that uh, they should do something with the stadium. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure when the FedEx field lease expires, but 
where they're they're planning to put this new stadium, I I I, I think the the location isn't ideal, but well, weren't, you know, well, weren't is, they trying to get the land? Is. Weren't they trying to get the land of where RFK is and tear it down and put th- a stadium up there? I think I I think so. I did hear something about that, but if but but RFK is still up there, they haven't demolished it yet, so I'm not really sure what they're doing to that. But I mean, all I know is that they're they're like they built they they bought land in in, uh, in Woodbridge, Virginia. They they didn't they didn't touch RFK yet. I'm surprised it hasn't been it hasn't been knocked down yet. But you know, hopefully they do something about about that do, soon. But do, I mean, do you think Dan Snyder will be forced to sell the team within the next 24 months? 24 months. Um, no. No, uh, it's it, 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 unless something drastic happens, unless something, 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 something terrible. If all the stars align, and 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 Dan Snyder does, it, it, something comes out that that basically forces him to sell the team. I don't, I don't see Dan Snyder giving up the team unless he has to. And I feel like, I feel like no situation has come up where I'm where he's like in his mind, oh, I will, I have to sell the team. Like I'll, I like I. I honestly don't think something that drastic is going to is going to come up. That's why I've been saying. That's why what I've been saying. I I I really feel like no matter what happens in the news about Dan Snyder, I feel like nothing bad enough is going to make him say. I got to sell this team. I I really don't think something is, is that because because. Because knowing Dan, he's 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 not he's not going to give it up. He's not he's not going to give it up unless he has to. And I and I and the stuff that is coming out, uh, he he's in, he's in a situation where he feels like he doesn't need to. And I think, I think I I mean that's I, that's what that's what us fans are preying on that he that he sells the team. But but in the next twenty four months, I I honestly don't see any change at the top. Whereas as far as Dan Sign is concerned, interesting. Uh, yeah, I would love to see him out, but I might I'm in that pessimistic line of thinking myself too uh do a couple more things and i'll let you go rams and bills kickoff game how do you feel how do you think that's going to shape out <coughs> from thursday yeah man or, it's going to be exciting from thursday actually about five yeah, six there, five days six days six days yeah um it's going to be exciting um it's it's it's, it's for me it's the super bowl preview i think I think these are two of the best teams in the NFL. No, no doubt about it. Uh, the Rams just coming off a Super Bowl season, and the Bills are are always they're always seemingly one step away from a Super Bowl. But something happens in the playoffs where 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 they just they just don't get it done. I feel like I feel like if if there's any year, it's going to be this year. I think the Bills are going to repeat what a great season that they had last year. That Josh Allen is is, is still an amazing QB. QB. They they still got the same guys, wide receiver Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. He had he had a show out game last year, uh, and they still got that defense. So I, if anything, I, I I see, I see. If not, if if I if if I had to choose, which team had the better chance of making the Super Bowl, I think it's the Bills right now. The Bills, so? I, I I definitely think. I, even, I, even, actually, though, actually, even though even though they actually, play. Yeah, I was going to Actually, say because the Bills playing a lot harder of a conference is going right, to be yeah, easy yeah, for the say, Rams yeah, yeah, to get yeah, back. The NFC, the NFC, the NFC is tough, but I, I, but I feel like again, if the Bills can can, can can secure that number one spot, it's going to be easier. They only two, they only be two games back, but but I, I agree with you. 
that the AFC is 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 much more competitive than the NFC is. Absolutely. But I, I just feel like I feel like the Bills are a, a good enough team where they can they can get that number one, and therefore they don't need to go through three teams. They can just go through two. You know, if if you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But but I, I definitely agree with you as far as playoffs is concerned. I guess the NFC is definitely weaker than previous years. Um, Tampa. Uh, if if I if I were to go division through division, I guess Tampa Bay would Tampa Bay would win the South, um, no doubt about it. I, I'm 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 not betting on any other teams in the South. Um, NFC West, I guess the Rams the Rams would win that. I guess the Forty uh, ers would be competitive. Um, the Cardinals forgot about the Cardinals. I, I'm not really sure about the Cardinals this year, but I but they'll be competitive. Um. The end of the uh, competitive the NFC East. meaning playoffs or no for the Cardinals? They, they'll be. I think. I think they'll be a wild card. They'll be a wild card. But uh, but 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 I think I think you can agree with me that the Cardinals have a trend of of starting great and by the end of the season they're just they're just terrible. They're not they're not to form. And I think D D Hop is suspended too. So I mean I'm not so 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 the guy that Kyle is looking at is Marquise Brown. I'm not. And I think with Christian Kirk gone, I think he's going to fill that Christian Kirk role. I'm not really sure how how well Marcus uh, Marquise Brown will do over there, but I think as the Cardinals as a whole um, yeah. will be competitive. Um, NFC East, um, I, I, you're looking at the Cowboys and the Eagles there. Maybe the Commanders. I'm hoping as a fan, I'm hoping they'll give be me give me your non non biased non biased prediction for the East. Uh, right, I think, I think the Eagles. You want to say the Eagles? Um, Do the Cowboys make the playoffs? Yes, uh, I think they'll be a wild. I, I think I think they'll be a wild. I think I think they'll be a wild card. I think I think they'll be a wild card as well. Um, like I like I said about the Commanders, it all depends on how Carson wins. So it could it could it could flip, but I think. I, I I honestly think that the Eagles could could, could definitely win the division. I'll just 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 by uh, watching the offseason moves, they draft well. Yeah, uh, I I just think they're in the best position to win. Um, there. And then uh, the the NFC North is the last one. I think I'm I'm missing is I think that's Green Bay. Yeah. That's that has Green Bay written yeah. all over it. I don't see the. the 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 some people think the, the Vikings the, the Vikings division. could win it. Some people think the Vikings can win it. Do you agree with that or no? Um, no Devontae Adams for the Packers. Keep that in mind. But their defense got exponentially better through. The yeah, they, they did all defense I, I, I in the first round. I still see that as the Packers division. The Vikings, I, I guess. I would uh, they got a new. They got they got uh, Kevin O'Connell over there now. Um, but other than that, I. I really don't see the Vikings doing any any better than they did last year. You don't think so? so? I don't think so. So I I think I think that division. And then let's not talk about the Bears and and I I would say the I, I the lines are tricky because I think I think they've gotten better. But I don't think they've gotten to the point where they can be competitive. I think I think they've gotten better as a team. I think I think they're a rising team. But I, but but I don't think they'll make noise in the north. So I think I think. I think the, the North has the Packers name written all over it. Gotcha. And a Super Bowl prediction. 
the Super Bowl prediction, man. Yes. See, I see, I see, I hate, see, bro, I hate making Super Bowl, I made Higgins predictions so early because I haven't seen a single, single game yet. But if I had to pick two teams, if I had to pick two teams, it has to be, give me coming out of the AFC, give me, give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. I think, I think, I think, I, I think if, if, if it's any year, if it's okay, I, I know, I see, I see you putting on that shirt, man. I look, look, you, you know what? AFC. I'll talk about, you know what? So look, 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 look. You know, John, I'm, glad, I, I'm actually glad you brought that up because let's talk about, let's talk about the AFC North. Let's talk about the division. Let's talk about the division. We'll talk about the AFC North. You gave the AFC team. Now you give you now you gotta give the okay. NFC team. Okay. And who do you think is gonna win it? Who do you think is going who, who's gonna be the champion? The the NFC team, I'm I'm going to say the NFC seems so tough because I feel like because everyone can be in the same. I, I like I agree, I like the NFC is not very competitive. If I had to choose somebody from the NFC, it's gotta be Give me, give me the. I don't want to say the Rams again, but I mean, do I really want to say the Rams? You know, just just I'll just say the Rams because I I really have no idea. I re- I really have no idea, but but I mean, I think I think the Rams have the best team in the NFC. Who who's gonna be a champion? Rams repeat, or the Bills finally get the first. I think. I think. I, I think. There hasn't I, been a repeat. The there hasn't been a repeat chance. Well, I, I think the Bills do it. Okay. I was gonna I say there hasn't been a repeat. To add a little bit of drama to you, Peck, I was gonna say there hasn't been a repeat NFL champion since the 0304 Patriots. But uh, the but Buffalo yeah, Bills will so find Jackson will get their will get their first Super Bowl championship in franchise history. Let's hope. I think the Bills have have a good shot. I like the I like the Rams pick because those of you that listen to the show since will know I want and you know me with Super Bowl rematches I can't stand them but but when it's my when my team's involved it's a different animal worst way it still says it's why can't the shirt look right on camera am I holding it wrong the AFC champions right right okay perfect AFC champions right here. AFC champions, my Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I w- I'm not giving a prediction because you got to listen to my prediction show for that uh, to keep you guys uh, waiting and uh, coming back with every episode every week, but which I'll get to next week. Prediction show, which I love doing. Do I do the standings, who finished in what place and why, wild cards, division winners, championship game predictions, Super Bowl prediction, awards prediction, and then, of course, uh, the week one picks as well and preview coming on, coming on some of the, that to give you guys something to look forward to next week. Um, but I, I do think, I do think, I do want the Rams back only if the Bengals go back. If the Bengals go back, I want the Rams back. Because I need I need my restitution for what happened in Super Bowl Fifty Six so far. I, I I will never ever get over that unless that, same time that, next year and we and we and we end up beating them. 
the the AFC North is so tough though. I feel like I feel like you're not gonna do the Bengals are gonna. I don't, do I don't, I don't think I don't think that year. is. I don't think. Uh, I think it'll, it'll be it'll be better. I I I think the AFC is tough. Winning their division, I think it's it's a it's. I think a lot of people are making it harder. The Bengals winning division harder than what it needs to be. Because all you honestly have to do is just look up and down and say who has the better roster and whose quarterback will be playing all all 17 games from the starting point of the season, it'll be Cincinnati. Yes, the Steelers have a great defense, but offensively, outside of Najee Harris, where are they at? You know, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky is not going to outduel Lamar Jackson, Burrow, and when he gets back to Sean Watson. You look at the you look at the Ravens. Lamar Jackson with the contract thing, will this be a distraction? You got to get the running backs back, but you're going to put all your eggs in one basket with Mark Andrews and hoping that in his first full season in the NFL, Rashad Bateman is, is the wide receiver one that sets the league on fire. Big if it can happen, but everything would have to go right for the Ravens one from the winning division on top of Harbaugh learning his wrongs from going forward every fourth down. He, he, he put his eyes on in December last year and Greg Roman cannot. And the issue is with the Ravens though, if I was a Raven fan, that would scare me. The wrong coordinator left one wink Martindale's fault. The team collapsed and finished eight and nine and missed the playoffs. It was the offense couldn't score. Martindale shouldn't have been the coordinator out the door. It should have been, Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, who every, who every Raven fan underneath the sun was calling for his head. So if I'm a Raven fan, I'm concerned with Roman, and I'm concerned with the contract distraction with Lamar, and I'm concerned with the lack of of, of uh, wide receiver depth for Baltimore. Outside of that, they're going to be all right. Often they pass up the offensive line, and the defense is going to be damn hard to score, to score against. But in the National Football League, Defense may win championships, but you need but you need an offense to win games to make the playoffs to get you to a championship. And the heading into the season, that's a question mark for the Ravens. But if you were to say Lamar Jackson has a season for his life because he's playing pissed off without a new contract, Rashad Bateman ends up winning offensive player of the year. Looks like Cooper Cup 2.0, Mark Andrews ahead of it, and they run the football great, and their offensive game plan and their scheming and their play calling is totally revamped. Then I'd say, all right, well, Ravens win the division. That that doesn't surprise me. But heading into the season, to me, they have more questions than answers. And the Browns, all right, but Jacoby Brissett is in the same category of of uh, Pickett and Trubisky, with worst quarterback in the division through the first ele- through the first eleven games. Twenty twenty three, different conversation. Twenty twenty two, what? I honestly, wouldn't even shock me if this season Cleveland finishes in last place because of it. So you believe? So do you believe the Bengals will win the division comfortably? By comfortably, by comfortably, you know, but you mean in a lance comfortably, meaning by two games. Because I think, because I think, because I think last year, I think last year you won the division pretty comfortably. They did. They 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 won it second last week of the season, but you know they finished ten and seven. The Ra- uh, what, Ravens eight and nine. Not they they won it. Well, they. I'm not even looking at it, but off the top of my head, Pittsburgh went nine and eight and made it. They won a division. They did, they did the division by by, by by a game. 
by a game, but it wasn't really that it wasn't that close. What what did the I tell you, I tell you what, what made it seem like that the Bengals won the division handily, they took they they swept Pittsburgh and they swept Baltimore. That that's them sweeping Pittsburgh and sweeping Baltimore won them the division. Going four and zero, going four and zero against those teams helped helped since helped Cincinnati win the North. If Cincinnati doesn't go four and zero against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, they probably wouldn't have won the division. They they went four and zero. They went four and zero against those two teams. Thus, it, made, it, it, it makes it appear that they won the division comfortably because they were the because they you know they they the ebb and flow of the season was better than the Ravens who collapsed and in December and the Steelers who made it in by the head of change and Jenna had a god awful uh September and October to begin the season. And and of course the Browns with Baker Mayfield and him getting hurt and everything else. Um but but I think I the spoiler I think not that I mean duh, I'm a Bengals fan I'm a payment to win the division. I think they'll win the division. I I I think I think they I got no no uh, without fear of contradiction, I think I think they'll win the division. I think I think two teams out of North make the playoffs, um, and and who the second team is, I'll leave the audience to figure that out. Um, but I I I think the Bengals will win the division. I I don't think it will be by a lance. They'll win it comfortably. I think the second. I think the team that finishes second and gets a wild card spot will win eleven games. I see the Bengals winning thirteen or fourteen games. Wow. Okay. Wow. Hard, hardest schedule okay. in the conference, but they're they're going to be up to the challenge. They 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 you know the toughest NFC opponent. Yeah, they they got a rough schedule, but uh, they uh, but what does them a favor is that the, is that the Patriots might not be that good. And this is and and in a tough schedule, have to also keep in mind goes off of the 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 previous season's winning percentage of uh, of of their opponents. Like for like for instance, for a perfect example, they play the Patriots. I hear a lot of people saying that, that the Patriots are are going off, are, you know won't be that won't be that good hanging into the season. They were a playoff team, but they got to play them. Uh, you know they the they they they, they get breaks on a schedule. You know, you know, the Titans were pretty Titans got the number one seed last year. Will the Titans be as good this year as they were last year when the Bengals play in the playoffs? No, they play no, them. No. They got the Falcons on the schedule, they got the Saints on the schedule, they got the Panthers, the Chiefs will be good, but not as good as they were last year. They also have they also have them. Uh they'll play the Sean Watson and the Browns only once. Really, the big games on the schedule that you would worry about is the Bills, the Bucks, the Ravens twice, which is for the Bills, the Bucks, the Ravens twice, which is uh, about five, which is about five games. The Cowboys week two, you know, I don't think Cowboys going to be that good, but you know, you still would want to get up for that game. Really, they got a man there to get they got a manageable schedule. I think I think what could be the gauntlet though that that you see is week thirteen through eighteen where they play the Chiefs, the Browns with Watson back, but the Browns could be out of it by that time, so the Browns may not have anything to play for at that time. But and then it's the Bucks, Patriots, depending on how they're playing. But the last two games are gauntlets. 
17 against the Bills, 18 against the Ravens. But they get but they get a break because they play the NFC South. They got the Jets, and and they are going to be playing teams that made the playoffs last year, but are not going to be as good this year as they were last year, at least on paper, a la the Titans, a la Kansas City. But uh, we've had Jags in for a minute, so we want to get them all up out of here. Two quick things. Your Wizards, what are your thoughts on the Wizards heading into this season? Uh, and what in the world is going on with the Washington Nationals? And it appears that they just, I mean, they won a championship um, and everything hit the fan. And now we're, we're selling off pieces left and right, changing ownership. Now Juan Soto's out the window. Wizards first, the Nationals last. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk the Nationals last because I have more to speak on that than the, the Wizards. But honestly, I don't expect a lot from the Wizards this year. I mean, we had we we had we we had the uh, the Bill extension. Honestly, I thought he was going to leave. I, I honestly thought he was going going to leave. I he because he rejected also the too. first uh, the the first offer, but he accepted the second one. So I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Um, wasn't sure what was going to happen with him, but. Uh, but he ended up signing. Uh, we still have Porzingis. Um, we we still have uh, Kuzma. Uh, I I actually liked I actually liked Kyle Kuzma a lot last season. I thought he was he was one of our shining stars um, that we picked up last season. I thought I thought he did great. Um, uh, we still got Rui, Denny Avdia. Uh, we signed Monty Morris this offseason. We needed a point guard. We didn't really have a point guard. Uh, we got our point guard on Monty Morris. Uh, Will Barton we signed. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I honestly don't know what to think of the Wizards other than kind of just another lottery pick team, um, especially in a tough, in a tough division. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see anything more than for the Wizards than a, than a, than a lottery team. Uh, the, the Johnny Davis pick was 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 good. I was really hoping for Jed Ivey, who went earlier than I thought he would, but uh, the Johnny Davis the Davis pick was all right. But you know, I'm not I'm not really expecting um, a lot of stuff uh, from the Wizards more than a than a than a lottery team. I don't have my hopes up for them, but you know, we'll see what happens. And the Nationals and trading Soto. Look, um, you're you're a baseball fan, right? So, so I think I think. All right, the Nationals winning the World Series 2019 was probably one of the greatest things I've ever ever seen in my life. I was in the city when the Nationals won won the World Series. It was an, it was a crazy atmosphere. Uh, I was I was watching them all season. They had they had they had, they had the worst record in the league at one point. They turn around. They beat the Brewers, the wild, the wild card. Uh, we beat the Dodgers, the 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 second round. We beat the we sweep the Cardinals, the third, and we beat the Astros to win the World Series. Probably one of the greatest uh, runs I've ever seen. Oh, it, it was it was such an amazing time. We turn around to 2022. Mike Rizzo decides, oh, let's, let's rebuild this team. This was rebuild this World Series team. We get, we got rid of Trey Turner last year. We got rid of Scherzer last year. Got rid of Anthony Rendon and the Angels last year. Uh, we've got rid of so many guys, and now we've gotten rid of Juan. So I think I think when Juan Soto we offered Soto him didn't want to sign there though. You gave him right. Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting. Dollars, 15, it was fifteen years. 
Yeah, it was 15 years, four, 440, 440 million, like you said. And I think when he said no, it was written in the stars that he was going, he was going to leave. And and I mean, I, I, I don't I don't blame I don't blame him per se because after that after that 2019 season, uh, the Nationals weren't aren't aren't great. They're not a great team. They're the worst team in baseball right now. So I mean, I can see the reason why Juan Soto wanted to leave. I mean, it's just the fact that we had so many star-studded people. Not to mention, I, I didn't even mention Bryce Harper who left. I I missed I still miss that dude on the Nationals to this day. I mean, I mean, we had so many star-studded players here that just that just ended up wanting to leave. And I think I think I think you got to look at Mike Rizzo, uh, what he's doing, what he's doing in the office. I mean, granted. Um, we did get uh, some some talent out of that. I mean, we got Luke Voigt from the Padres. We got um, we got C.J. Abrams from the Padres. Mackenzie Gore from the Padres. Um, uh, we we got some talent out of that, but I mean, I mean, at, t- t- at what cost? I mean, we we really gave away the only guy left on our on our on our um, our World Series winning team is is Victor Robles and you it's 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 a completely different looking team and I and, and honestly the, the, right now the Nationals are are unbearable to watch I don't like I don't like watching them they're just a they're just a bad team and 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 you guys you guys I mean I like like the Orioles are exciting to watch right now because they're fighting for a wild card tomorrow. how the turnable so, tables so I had to turn the table like it like, used to be the other way around it used to be the other way around Excuse me, the other area. So, so, so the Nationals right now are being is are just, are just unbearable to watch. I don't, I don't know where the problem starts, and I don't know where it ends. But I think, I think you look at, I think you might got right, Mike Rizzo, and of course, of course, the owner wants to sell the team. So, so I, I, I really don't know. But um, I mean, I mean, Juan setting Juan Soto and and uh, Josh Bell is the Padres Padres is, is is the best bet. They're they're fighting for a wild card. They're, they're fighting for a spot. In the wild card in the NL in the National League, um, as far as the Padres are going to do, I'm not I'm not really sure. They, I mean, the Padres really, they have all this talent, but yet they they've yet to take the next step. And I think I it, it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think they they still have yet, they they can't beat the Dodgers to save their lives. So I I think the Dodgers run the National League right now, and it's going to be it's going to be tough to get past them. Uh, but as far as as far as the Nationals are concerned, um. I really don't know. I, I, to, to, I'm, I'm glad we saw the World Series win because I'm not really sure when the Nationals are going to get back to that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts were about the trade, but I, I, I they had to, I, they I had to do it. The they had, they, they got had the best it. deal yeah. and they had to do it, and they weren't. And for whatever reason, I don't know whether it's the fact of the. I don't know whether it's ownership. I don't know whether it's it's team culture, so to speak. Or the fact that they just don't want to live in Washington D.C. Players just don't want to play for the star players in the league. At least now, don't want to play, don't want to live and play in Washington D.C. Whatever. And the thing, what and the thing now, granted, you got the ultimate trade off because you did win a World Series at the end of the day. The thing that would bother me more if I was a Nationals fan is that you had not one but two generational left-handed hitting outfielders, two of them, and you couldn't sign and keep one of them. You won a World Series with one of them, but you, but you, you Harper Soto, 
you know what that's like? That's like the Orioles having Manny Machado and having, say, Gunnar Henderson come up, not this year, but like the year, like the year after he left. Had, like two generational talent players that play the same position that both bat left-handed that are both five they're they're basically the they were basically the same player five two they can hit for power they can hit for average they can drive in runs good good hell of an outfield arm great glove in the outfield can cover a lot of range and you couldn't keep both of them you won a world series with one of them but you couldn't keep them both you let and that's one in my estimation and i said at the time why wasn't a big deal for the nas at the nationals let harper goes like they got Soto in their back pocket they can line up lock up and sign and they couldn't even get him that is what would bother me the most if i was a nationals fan you had two generational talent left-handed hitting outfielders and you failed to lock them down and sign them both and not because you didn't have the money to pay them but that they didn't want to be there that would kill me that would kill me yeah definitely it's a sad sight sad sight man sad sight hold on to that hold on to that 19 championship as long as you possibly can my brother that's all that's all that's all i'm gonna say yeah honestly I, i I really don't know. I mean, I don't know. Ruin it. I don't know. Ruin. We want to see it again. I mean, the Orioles. I mean, like the Orioles are better set up than we are. I'm not. We're probably going to see uh, like ten more winning, losing seasons until um, we see a, even a playoff again. But I mean, like you said, bro, we couldn't keep Bryce Harper and we we couldn't keep Soto. We had we had it it, it we had so much star-studded talent here and we couldn't we couldn't keep any of them. So you know, it's it's kind of sad to see. I mean. They're all on the same team at one point, so yep. it really, it really, it really sucks to see that all all this talent has come and gone, and we couldn't we couldn't do anything about it. And I think Soto, like you said, he's a, he's a generational talent, mm-hmm. and the, and he's still he's still so young. He's twenty, he's twenty two, I think, and twenty three, twenty three, twenty three, and. The fact the fact that we couldn't that we couldn't that we couldn't keep him is 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 really disappointing. I really don't know what the direction is for the Nationals now, um, but you know we'll see. But you know it's not it's not very exciting. But you know it it is what it is. The deal is over, and you know it, it, we'll figure out some soon, I guess. But you know it is it is what it is. Absolutely, Jackson, you did a hell of a job. Nice uh, and great to have you back on the show, pal. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Uh, we will be back with the Amatelica TIS podcast in just a moment. Welcome back to the Amatelica TIS podcast. Special thanks to my boy Jackson for coming on and spending some time with us, chopping it up. Always good to have him on. Um, I will close the show with this. And then don't forget on uh, on Friday, we got uh we got recap of Bills we got recap of Bills Rams week one picks against the spread. Uh give you talk about a little bit of baseball because we've uh, kind of neglected that over over the last uh, few shows. We'll talk some baseball heading into uh this weekend with the Yankees and wildcard update and the Braves and Mets all of a sudden neck and neck in the National League East and 
week in a cup in about uh, six games on uh, on my little sheet here that I want to preview and talk about uh, heading into week one on on uh, on Sunday. So we will uh, have a show for you on Friday. So be on the lookout for that heading into week one. Um, but I will end the show with I will end the show with this. And I've been wanting to discuss this and get this off my chest for a minute here, you know, with Lamar, with Lamar ja- with the Lamar Jackson contract issue. I understand. I understand where both sides are coming from. I understand that, that Lamar Jackson sees that Deshaun Watson is getting, you know, who hasn't, who who he like, who he like. Uh, like himself, Lamar Jackson, that is, hasn't won a Super Bowl yet, hasn't been to a Super Bowl yet, uh, is a franchise quarterback, pro bowler, whole nine yards, a dynamic superstar uh, player at the position, and he's got a fully and he's got a fully guaranteed contract. His money's guaranteed. His money's fully guaranteed, and he's got security uh, with the Cleveland Brown with the Cleveland Browns long term. And on top of that, the on uh, despite Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson's kept his nose clean every year. He's been every year he's been in the National Football League, and essentially his entire his entire uh, career, from high school, college on, on on, excuse me, on up to this point, he's kept his nose clean, which 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 he, he deserves credit for that. Um, and I also understand that he also wants finan- that he also wants financial security. I understand that too. He wants to make sure that you know, God forbid, he has a career-ending injury, you know, during the season. He's, he wants to he wants to know that he's set for life. I get that, and take care of his family, his mother, and this, that, and the other. So I understand where Lamar Jackson is coming from, and the fact that he plays the position. And puts himself up for more physical punishment than, say, Tom Brady does. You know, who's a who's a statue behind who's a statue behind center, and he runs around all over the field, out of the pocket. You know, with jet sweeps and read options and quarterback draws and everything. So I I, I get I so I under so I get that. He's he's more liable for punishment, and he wants to basically have that same security that a running back, a wide receiver, and all the and all the other offensive skill positions are played for, which I get. And I also get on the Ravens side of things, where the Ravens sit back and say, "Look, we can't necessarily upset our upset our salary cap outlook and upset our payroll of our team." Because the Cle- because the Cleveland Browns were desperate enough to 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 pay for a quarterback that's that's at the at the at the le- at the very least a a, a a creepy pervert who can't keep who can't keep his uh, sausage in his pants when he's around massage ther- when he's around a female massage therapist. Ray Raven Ray, Steve Bashotti is going to be like, well, I'm not going to upset my payroll and upset my salary cap for the years for the years to come down the road all be all because we got to be where we got we're reactionary to our division rival paying paying a quarterback that was unhappy in Houston wanted to be out of Houston in the worst way and uh and 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 this you know the one of the oldest franchises in the National Football League and they and the Baker Mayfield experience went to hell and we're and they're desperate as hell to to get back to a net to get 
to an AFC championship game, let alone make it back, make it back, not even make it back, make it two for the first time in the history of the franchise, the Super Bowl and trying to win it. We, we can't operate our franchise based on what somebody else's do. Oh, excuse me, based on what, 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 what our, what our neighbor in, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio is doing. We, we can't operate based on how other people run their business. And to be honest, the the Ravens approach in that aspect is not wrong. You can't, you can't operate your business and run your, and that's what they are. Ravens are a business and they can't run their team and pay their play as based, based on what the company around the corner is, is doing with their employees. What Cleveland's doing with Deshaun Watson is Cleveland's problem and it's Cleveland's business. You can't necessarily all of a sudden dictate and 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 throw your your financial plans on its ear based on what an, based on what another team and their and, and your division is doing. You know the the Ra- the Ravens had the one seed in two thousand and nineteen, and all they needed to do was one win one game, and they had the AFC Championship game in their building. Harbaugh has coached in two AFC Championship games in his career. 10 years ago be 10 years this 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 season uh since Harbaugh won the Super Bowl with Flacco so the and you can count on one hand how many losing seasons the Ravens have had in their 27 year history not that many so the Ravens aren't as desperate for a quarterback and desperate for a Super Bowl run as the Ravens are. Ravens are too, but the Ravens are, as a franchise, apples and oranges compared to the Cleveland Browns. And you also get from 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 the Ravens' perspective with Bashadi the owner, uh, with Bashadi the owner and EDC the general manager, that Lamar Jackson hadn't won anything yet. Out with Deshaun Watson being the um, being the outlier, look at the quarterbacks that have gotten paid. Aaron Rodgers has gotten paid. Granted, his playoff uh, rap sheet over the last few years is just as sketchy as Lamar Jackson's, but but at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers has brought the Green Bay Packers to a Super Bowl title. Lamar Jackson is not. Josh Allen, granted, hasn't done the same thing, but the Buffalo Bills were in the muck for 20 years and finally found you know, their 21st century version of Jim Kelly who will probably end up being better than Jim Kelly because I think Josh Allen will bring the, uh, the Bills a few championships, something that Jim Kelly failed to do in the 90s with the Buffalo Bills. Mahomes signed a big, fat, half-a-billion-dollar contract when right after the Bills won the Super Bowl. You look at Russell Wilson, got paid by the Seahawks and just got a contract extension from the Broncos. And what and what's and what's his story? Granted, he hadn't won a Super Bowl in nine years, and he hasn't but he's played in two Super Bowls back to back, and he's won one of them. He's made the play he's, he's made the playoffs and he's gotten to see not saying Lamar Jackson hasn't, but if Russell Wilson were to never play another football game again he'd be a Super Bowl champion. So you see, you know, and the Broncos know what they're getting. They're getting a, they held, they, they, he beat the Broncos to win that Super Bowl. So Lamar, Lamar Jackson's is not. 
You know, you know what you know what you're getting. Not saying you don't know what you're going to get with Lamar Jackson, but you cannot take that huge risk without something on without the return. Joe Burrow is going to get paid. He, in his first full season in the National Football League, took the Bengals to the Super Bowl two years removed from being the worst team in the in the NFL. There's that trade-off. Lamar Jackson hasn't... Josh Allen, at least, has gotten the Bills to the AFC Championship game. Burrow's gotten the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has won the Packers a Super Bowl a long time ago, but he's won them one. Mahomes has been to two, has won one, has played in the AFC Championship game every single year he's been a starter. Lamar Jackson has not. So you also get the idea from the Ravens that, hey, I understand... I understand how dynamic of a player you are. I understand how special and how talented of a player you are and how you and how defense is game planning against you is is not like game planning against any other quarterback because you're a dual threat. You can beat players with your arm. You can beat players with, with, with your legs. I get that. You're a running back quarterback hybrid. You can throw the ball really well. Uh, to throw throw for hella yards, throw for hella touchdown passes, and also run for over a hundred yards and two touchdowns. And you sleep with your eyes closed and blindfolded. I get that too. I also get like Aaron Rodgers, you've won an MVP, but compared to all the other quarterbacks that have gotten their money, they've played in conference championship games, they've played in Super Bowls, and a few players' cases they've won them. You have not. And also, in the case of especially Rodgers and Wilson, those guys are in their 30s. There's more of their career behind them than there is in front of them. And they got to sit up here and squeeze every single ounce of juice left in their career because they know without them, they have no shot. Lamar Jackson is still a young player. He's got plenty left in the tank. And I say that because they can't necessarily also take that approach. Okay, we'll give Lamar Jackson all this money, go all in. And then when they go to the well in a couple of years, say, hey, we want to build a championship team. There's nothing left because they gave Lamar Jackson on the front end. I think, in my honest, humble opinion, Kansas City's starting to learn that lesson a little bit right now because of the fact that they had to say goodnight to one of the biggest, most dynamic Offensive players in the National Football League this past offseason in Tyreek Hill. Chiefs are, the Chiefs are starting to learn that lesson. Pay Mahomes all his money, and they gotta and they gotta say and they gotta say goodbye to the fastest player in the league, who is a, who is who is a, a a just a wizard at the position as a wide receiver. So. You got so you gotta so you gotta under, you gotta be able to see and understand both sides of the coin, and and on and you know he and you can also make the argument that he and, and compared to all the other players that I've mentioned that he hasn't earned it yet. You know he's had one season where he's been unstoppable, where no off no where no players have been able to find an answer to him. He's been good in the in the other years, but he hasn't been great. Last season. He was the MVP for about the first month, month and a half of the season. But what happened? Play started to decline. He ended up getting injured. 
And another thing too, if you're Lamar Jackson, that you have to, that you have to keep in mind. You know, the Ravens aren't necessarily going to be so trigger happy to pay you when you're coming off of a, when you're coming off of an when you're coming off of an injury and like you haven't had that year where it's go out and prove it yet. Last year was supposed to be Lamar Jackson's go out and prove it year and he couldn't because he got hurt. So what are the Ravens going to going to going to give you this money and say yeah and knowing that knowing that they, that they did not make the playoffs. They did not play well in the game that they got hurt in Cleveland. So so what so what do you, so what are you so what are you going to do? If it was me, I'd say I would I would make Lamar an offer, but if he doesn't take it, I'd be like, all right, fine. Play and do what you can under the contract, under the circumstances right now, and then depending on how well you play and how far you take us, then we can meet back at the table for a new contract. Until then, as my sister said all the time when she was a little kid, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Because Lamar Jackson has yet to prove I think in the right environment with the right circumstances and the right coaching he can be. But as of right now, he has not proven that he is worthy of getting the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type of type money yet. Because he has not put the Ravens in a position to, to, to get to a Super Bowl. He hasn't. The furthest, the furthest he's made in his career is the division round of the playoffs. Burroughs made it further. Mahomes has made it further. Allen's made it further than Lamar has in his career. Beat beat um, Lamar Jackson in the last playoff game that they played, where he was off. Where Lamar Jackson was awful. He has not proved it yet. Again, with Deshaun Watson being the only outlier. So I I get where both sides are coming from, but I agree with the Ravens' decision. And I do not think, you know, and with the deadline week one and then contract talks ends on Friday. Nothing too, if, if you're Lamar Jackson, it does you no favors. It does you no favors when your mother's representing you. And I don't think, and I don't think that's been discussed enough. You know, there are people out there that go to school, study to become, study to become, uh, study to become lawyers to, you know, you go, you go to school for something like this. You go to you go to you go to school to be, you you go to school to become a sports agent. Does like you go to school to become a become a, a, a an insurance agent or a lawyer? You go to school to become to become a, to become a sports agent. You go to school for it, and it and you know it's a, it's a it's it's a it's a slap in the face to the. To the end, to the to the industry of the NFL and the sports agency industry, instead of being say, "I'll have my moms negotiate for me," like you're like you're in like you're in middle school. Oh, uh, you know, my my mother will defend me. My mother kind of my she'll she'll be my mouthpiece. She'll talk for me. You know, to organizations, you know, in the NFL especially, but in the professional sports, it's a slap in the face to the GM and, and to ownership, where 
where pe where men and women go to school and, and and bust their ass to 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 represent a B list NFL player, let alone the superstar that that Lamar Jackson is, and all of a sudden. You know they gotta sit up and go into contract negotiations with 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 the guy's mother. So I I think I think that I think that hurts I think that hurts Lamar Jackson too. Nothing against his mother. I don't know her. I would assume that she's that she's a sweet nice woman. Not and nothing personal against him or or his mom as as individuals. But if you're Lamar Jackson, it does not do yourself any favors. To have your mother be your source of representation, it it doesn't. Get yourself a get yourself a, a a decent agent that's gonna that's gonna come to the table ready to make sure that ready to make sure that their client is 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 secured financially for the rest of their life. Anna and me personally, and it's just my personal forte, I don't like make, mixing business with family. I just don't do that. Not 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 the way I would want to run my run that run my my business, whether it's an actual business or my or my or my business meaning my money, my financials. Us, that's not the way I would want to run things. Have my mother sit up there and in negotiations with EDC and uh, and uh, Steve Bashotti. So I think I think that also as well doesn't do Lamar Jackson any favors to get in his contract, and unlike Emmanuel Echo, who said possibly one of the dumbest, most asinine things I've ever heard in my freaking life, trying to suggest that Lamar Jackson should hold out Week One against the Jets, which is when he's coming off of an injury, Emmanuel, and when he's a when the Ravens are sitting up here trying to win their first regular season game since uh, since. Since uh, since the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend against Cleveland, and are trying to keep the Bengals on their toes in AFC North, who in who in the hell does it actually help if he decides if he, sitting out Week One against the Jets? I mean, the Ravens in that, going up against Cincinnati, who kicked their ass twice, and a gauntlet of an AFC. It does the it doesn't do the him. They done Lamar Jackson personally, the Ravens, or both parties any favors sitting out Week One against the Jets? I mean, come on, Emmanuel, you use your head. I mean, come on, sitting out Week because then again, Lamar A he was hurt and he didn't play the final few games of last season, and B he ain't he's not top ten quarterback in the league, but he's not top five. Okay, he's not Burrow. He's not Allen. He's not Mahomes. He's not either of those three quarterbacks that in the AFC that are better than he is. All right? He he doesn't have the perfect word. He doesn't have the leverage to do that. Because with Lamar, Lamar Jackson on or off the field, they, as of this moment, they haven't made it no further than the than the divisional playoffs. So I I heard that earlier this week, which was just was just 
just mind-bogglingly dumb. Yeah, holdout week one. I mean, typically the way holdouts work, guys, is they hold out during training camp and they re- and they perk up and they realize once the game starts to matter and they start losing game. That's another thing too. Why in the world would Lamar Jackson hold out week one and miss a game check? So let me get nobody hustles backwards. As my dad tells me all the time, nobody hustles backwards. Why would Lamar Jackson lose money to make a point to try to gain money and earn more money? Why would he do that? He's this. This isn't an issue with the with with the players' association going on strike because of piss poor labor laws or or or, or poor la- or poor uh, labor labor uh, atmospheres and labor circumstances. This is this is an issue solely about Lamar Jackson. Why would he not? Why would he willingly not play Week One and lose and lose money and lose a game check and continue losing game checks to the game what he wanted? Yeah, sure, the Ravens don't have their best player on the field at the most important position, but also Lamar Jackson loses an opportunity to not just prove the Ravens, but to prove whatever suitors that are out there looking for a starting quarterback. He loses opportunities to prove them wrong, or excuse me, to prove to them why they deserve top dollar. Not to mention, also, they lose lo- losing game losing a game check. Le'Veon Bell made the same mistake. I understand a little bit different because he was a because run- he's a running back, but Le'Veon Bell made the same mistake with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Held out through right training camp and decided to bring us hold out into the regular season. And not only did he hurt the Steelers on the field, he ended up hurting himself. He hustled. He hustled backwards, killed his value, went a year without playing. Yeah, he got the he got the contract extension, the money they wanted with the Jets, but at what cost? Jets ended up cutting him, getting rid of him. Now where do you see Le'Veon Bell? Went to the Chiefs, didn't work out. Now where do you see him? He got what he got what he wanted in, which was a new contract. But at what cost? He hustled backwards, lost a year's salary, on top of the fact that he lost a year in playing ability. So why would Lamar Jackson just dumb? That 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 would be that be the he'd be better off play, he'd be better off playing for the Ravens at minimum wage than holding than holding out week one against the Jets. My goodness gracious me! I mean, why in the world would he would he would he lose opportunities to prove to the Ravens why why he's worth the money he's why why he's worth the money that he thinks he's worth? Let alone other teams, other teams that are out there looking for looking for looking for franchise quarterbacks. I, that just makes no sense to me whatsoever. But anyway, we digress. Good show. Busy show, but had a lot to talk about. If you're new to the program, like what you heard, don't forget to follow your Shuli on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore podcast and show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it is. It is your boy Jai Shields. I will talk to you on Friday. Enjoy Bills and Rams. Talk to you in the next one. See ya.